0: 29 and we got a doozy for you tonight. We're going to be slinging that fantasy goo, dropping that knowledge and giving you all the intel and info. You need to arm yourself with the best chance to win in week 11. We are 11. We are We are here to rhyme with leaven. I want to um, say
1: leaven,
2: un- leavened and
0: unleavened bread. <laughs> it's, it's not time for Passover. Week 11. We're calling this show One Step... From completion, Valverde style. This is an AA reference. Uh, we're going deep into it. Stag party, uh, quickly throw us the
3: bye weeks. Uh, we got a bunch of teams on bye. Uh, luckily, it's not the premierest of the premier teams. You've got the Bills, you've got the Browns, you've got the Dolphins, the Patriots, the Jets, and the 49ers. There definitely are some useful fantasy contributors you know, amongst those teams, but as a whole, I think we've gotten through the worst of it, but now next week's going to be a big one as well.
0: Yes, this is the sixth one. And because I skipped it, because it's been a while since we've been together, <laughs> I've got who the left of me. i got Stag Party across the way. I'm D-Rex. We are Pyromaniac.com, and it's super excited. We always like to be uh, together in the same room. We haven't been able to do that quite as much this year due to schedules and all that good stuff, but we're still slinging you the goo each week. Um, good stuff. We're, uh, we're pumped, uh, pumped to lay down, lay down the groundwork here. I think tomorrow night's going to be a, a, a pretty solid game. Um, obviously there's been some interesting, uh, developments in this week. I think we can start out. Uh, that game for the Chiefs and the Rams on Monday Night Football supposed to happen in Mexico City. I guess there was a concert in Mex- <laughs> and the idiots. No, 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 no. Shakira,
2: Shakira. Was it Shakira? Oh, yes. It's not even that. They had, like, multiple soccer matches and, and uh a bunch of different concerts and stuff and apparently they said the condition is like go to your neighborhood crappy uh,
0: field and that's like what it's playing on. So when we see these shows at Wrigley or at Soldier, they put down these like plastic and metal plastic barriers that are like they're like pergola little squares that go all over and connect like um, why would they not have done this? Why would they not have covered the field? This is the dumbest thing ever. A lot of people lost their jobs, I think, on this one, uh, and a lot of money. I, I would like to no, know does anyone dug deeper. Like, if you let's say we, us the three of us had bought a plane ticket, had the a hotel market. room, and had tickets, like okay, they refund you the tickets, obviously. But does American Airlines can you refund your this, ticket? Is a hotel like? A the, of, dude, well,
2: look, the, the, the NFL people. makes a, a ton of money, right? And the other thing is that. And I think it would be easy to say it's like anyone that that is booked that has a ticket for the game and as well has a plane ticket. I think that you, as the NFL, uh,
0: need to reimburse these people. There's no fucking way the NFL's doing it. They're, they would they would use leverage with the uh, the big. Well, I think maybe it would but at there. the same time, United
3: has already allowed people to rebook these tickets if they wanted for no charge. That's awesome. So that's cool, United. I don't know about the other airlines, hotels. Uh, I don't know. Usually, hotels are all right, but with their cancellations. Yeah. Man, a- it was interesting, but, you know, no Mexico City game, and they had a fucking show to put on there, man. Oh, okay. God, right. Best game
0: ever. What did what if, uh Scott Barrett uh, tweeted out today that there's been two games in this millennium so far that are over 60. This is at 63, and those two games were like 2000 and 2004, Fourteen years ago, sometime a time when there was uh, over or under sixty or above.
2: Now this game is going to be played in L.A. Right? Yeah.
0: So what I did here is the owner of the Rams though was
2: like offering any firefighters or anyone that like had their homes affected, they're offering them like free tickets to the game. That's awesome.
0: That's yeah. awesome. Um, good, lucky for the Rams, the best team in the league, uh, now got against the. Other best team in the league gets home field advantage on that one. Uh, maybe, well, I mean, it's like going to London. You got you got
2: saved. You don't have to play. You actually get your your eighth home game as opposed to seven at a neutral. Because someone has to be designated the home team, and so it's better to better that it got canceled for them. They actually get uh, in,
0: a, in an important year have that game played at home for sure. Um, all right. Well, as usual, we follow uh, the matchups on NFL.com. Go to schedule, then go to Week Eleven, and we will start. Um, going down with the game that goes tomorrow. Usually we like to record the show on Tuesday. Past couple weeks, it's been Wednesday. Busy times, what have you. Sorry, we're a day late, dial short. But uh, you'll be listening to this beforehand anyways, and you'll be fine, hopefully. But Packers, Seahawks, what do you got, Beanie?
2: I look at this as a game that I used to get excited to watch for all the fantasy implications on both sides of the ball. And this is two teams that, fantasy-wise... Have absolutely disappointed this year. I look at this to still be a, a fun game to watch, but at the same time, when I got Aaron Rodgers thrown for 199 yards this uh, last week, what I think it was uh, Russell Wilson, I think threw for 176 yards last week. Wow, these two teams are lighting it up. Ball era. Seattle's defense. You're right. And, and how about this is a juxtaposition as well. You got you got uh, the Packers, who were always known for slinging the ball around to all their different wide receivers lack of a running game, now they've found something in Aaron Jones, and all of a sudden they're like the one team in this uh, era of the NFL that is not having the crazy, uh, going crazy with the receivers. You have more balance actually being shown by Green Bay, something that they haven't done uh, pretty much in my whole lifetime of watching Green Bay pe- play football. It's pretty much mostly been with Favre and with uh, Rodgers, a complete passing team. So uh, I, I look at this matchup, and it's just one that Again, we're talking about more of the periphery players, as, as it seems in fantasy. But I think they have finally found something with with Aaron Jones, and the, and the fact that Aaron Rodgers is still has to be and always will be ultimately respected by defenses and has the ability to be able to to check and to move to the good positions to put Aaron Jones in a better position. But my God, is that dude running hard and and showing you what you want to see? So I'm I'm, I'm all in on starting Aaron Jones this week. I, I definitely think that Jamal Williams' time is. It's finally maybe coming past. It's like how many times do we have have to write this death warrant here, Stags? Uh, talking about that, why is this guy even still getting the, the 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 playing
3: time? I think it's finally come to an end. Yeah, I think we're reacting overreacting a little bit to Aaron Rodgers. This, you know, he's averaging over 20 fantasy points a game. He's three games removed from throwing over 400 yards. You know, twice they were just up so early because of Aaron Jones. And the big plays of the offense, that they just sort of rode it out, and Miami ran a ton of plays, and they didn't really run a lot of plays. Uh, there's only 28 passing opportunities you know, for Aaron Rodgers, but then you know, the overall run game, I think they ran over fi- under 50 plays in that game. So I do think that's going to be something that's going to have to you know, correct itself. But going up against Seattle, uh, you've got a team that's also going to try and keep the ball away from Aaron Rodgers with their run game. So that could be a bit of a concern. Um, But everything you look at for Aaron Rodgers, you know, is good. You know, he's been over 15 fantasy points in every game this season. He's just been rock solid, but hasn't had that real blow-up game that we've seen from Aaron Rodgers. The 400 and the four, uh, you know, passing TDs. We need to see that, you know, explosion game. I don't know if it's coming this week, but I I think it will be coming as he gets healthier and healthier uh, and as the season goes on. The only problem I look at it, like Rodgers has been that consistent type of a
2: player, but again, where everybody else is having the explosion games, you tell me and your guys redraft leagues, all in my all of mine, the teams that drafted Rodgers are on the outside looking in on the playoffs right now because they drafted Rodgers in one of the in either the first, second, or third round in these leagues, and they drafted him as either the first, second, or third quarterback, and most of them first or second quarterback, and he's not pretty much dividends.
0: it's pretty much the first guy. Uh, in, uh, in, in any league, I agree with that. Um, I know the guy that that, that has uh, Rogers in a couple of my leagues. He's not even playing him. He's playing uh, I don't even know who's other Matt Ryan, who we drafted in you know the, the 11th, 12th round. I'm
2: lucky in my league. The the, the kid that the guy that has him, uh, he's like a diehard uh, Packer fan. So he had Goff and Rogers, and I'm like I, I made a trade for. him, I'm like. Whichever ever one you don't want, and so it ended up I got golf. You Thank totally you. knew. You totally,
0: you totally knew which one he was Oh,
2: I, I, I was so happy. <laughs> well,
0: um, yeah, well, I think going back to the Jones versus Williams. Jones had 74 snap count percentage. Williams down to 25. We've been waiting for that to happen. There's games where even on an early drive, Jones is having a nice game, and then second half goes, and you just think, oh, it's obviously feed the hot hand. You know which guy looked better in the first half eye test, and then they're still going Williams. Uh, and obviously the whole uh, moving the um, trading uh, uh, Ty Montgomery. Yeah, Montgomery was uh, was going to open up some opportunities. Let's talk about Devontae Adams. Obviously stud um, across the board. He is basically just, uh, he's moved himself into that uh, elite tier, probably high at the very top of tier two. Um, wide receivers, if he can keep this up. I mean, they know where it's going. And it still doesn't matter that that, that, that slants, uh, and that post pattern. It's pretty much money in the bank. Uh, just I've said it before as a guy that wasn't never really an owner of him and watching that game and just the rapport that they have is is, is something special. It's uh, he, It was he on fucking good.
2: Well, and it's on display, and here here's where it's especially on display in the red zone because without having all the other components there and having guys that Rogers doesn't necessarily trust. He's going to give Devontae Adams every first, second move to give him a, a, the, the ball to throw to him because he trusts him more.
3: Yeah, and you know, we talked about that. His floor is so high right now. In PPR leagues, uh, he doesn't have a single game this season with under 16 fantasy points. Wow. Uh, in standard, it's under 8. Uh, so, you know, very nice floor for this guy. He's you know, a red zone threat. Uh, you know, he's got, you know what, five touchdowns over his last four games. He does everything. Well, he's on pace for 16. He's got 99 games, so. Yeah, and then, you know, the other guys. (laughs) Jimmy Graham, you know, injured, on the injury report, looks like he's going to play, hasn't made an impact, so that's leading to more to Adams. Uh, And then the young receivers, like uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who's really been ascending but didn't have, you know, the big game that, you know, many thought he would last week. But I still think he's a guy that belongs in lineups, uh, you know, especially if Cobb's going to end up being out again. But even if he's in there, we know who Cobb is at this point. Uh, and who has not, the boom, right? He has the boom. Yes, yes. So do you I think, think that's that, about it for the Packers. Do you right?
0: think quickly, uh, did Jimmy Graham mention, do you think hey, this is kind of a, going up against his old team? Is there an incentive for the Packers, McCarthy, or Rodgers, the kind of guys that are going to be like, hey, we want to give you a good day against your old folks?
3: And I'm not driving down Narrative Street. <laughs> I, 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 I think I think
2: Rogers That's is it. enough of a professional that it's like unless they're blowing them out, then you can look for him to try to, to give it to him. But if it's a close game, Rogers is going to throw the ball where it needs to go.
0: Cool. Let's move over to the Seahawks. Side of the ball stag party. Um, what do you see? You know, start with the backfield. I guess it looks like you know Great. Penny finally comes out has a hundred yard rushing game and had his uh, first TD of his career. Um, is that going to be something Is that the future, or is it still going to be a lot of Carson and Mike Davis?
3: Well, Carson was out last week, so now Carson's supposed to be back this week. Carson's still the starter. They expect you know Penny to go back to almost the third role. So it's tough to say. All these guys are, you know, maybe flex plays at best because we don't know how they're going to distribute touches between each of these guys. They could ride the hot hand if Penny comes in and you know makes a chunk play for eight yards. But you know Penny's a, a good talent. That offensive line seems to be coming together. Play calling, you know, although be it run focused and inefficient, you know, it was really worked out because they're. Attacking teams vertically with play action But they're not giving Russell Wilson a ton of opportunities Um, You know You look at him, he's got 800 less passing yards Than Aaron Rodgers 800, that's like 90 a game He's he's attempting just (laughs) over 30 passes uh, You know, a game And it's just not great, and we hadn't really seen that running ability of Russell Wilson until last week, mm-hmm. and that might have you know been a fluke with the defense. So uh, I, I do have concerns for Russell Wilson. I probably, I, you know, Carson's probably going to end up a back end army two flex play for me, and the rest of the guys are, are going to be desperation flexes.
2: Here's here's how I, I I term this team: is that basically once Carson is, is back. This is a fantasy hand grenade. I just want to stay away from everybody on this team because they do have a commitment to running the ball. They're running the ball at a higher percentage than I think almost anybody else in the league. Uh, you, Rashad Penny's game, all that's great for our dynasty or keeper league owners, more so dynasty people who have been able to keep him on reserve, to see the flash and know that this is where the future is and that, hey, when it comes to next season, they're not going to go ahead and draft another running back potentially. Uh, Or if they do, they're not going to reach out as early as they did to get him because they see what he can do. But what it does for right now is it means that everybody's still going to get touches, and Mike Davis is still getting touches. And so I, I don't like it as far as what I'm looking at as far as wide receivers. How can you get excited when, as you said, Russell Wilson is, is hardly throwing the ball, and, and if he starts running the ball more now, that's great for Russell,
3: but that's horrible for, for Lockett and for Baldwin and anybody else out there. Yeah, Baldwin's just a guy who should be on your bench yep. until we see something different. That you know, injury mixed with the change in offense has really affected his numbers. Um, Lockett though does have seven touchdowns on the season, and in standard leagues, he's like wide receiver seventeen. Um, you know that touchdown ability from Lockett has been showing up, and he's been making big plays. Uh, we haven't seen a real blow up game. He doesn't have a game with over a hundred yards yet this season, but you know. <sighs> It's just on the cusp. It's good, but not great. And, you know, this improved uh, Packers secondary, I don't expect him to be out there exploiting them, uh, you know, quite as much as in the past.
0: Locker has – Lockett, sorry, has uh, TDs. Jake uh, Locker? Jake Locker, yeah. Um, Has TDs in his last uh, three home games, so he seems to be getting it done at home as well. Uh, Yeah, is Mork, is he going to be able to – again keep, you, keep it up, he was a good kind of he was a, you, you get you get those
2: right where it's sound dependent it's, it's, it's a couple it's a couple weeks that you know you flash and then every time that you sit there and you want to rely on this guy come your fantasy playoffs or come your push for your fantasy playoffs I mean unless you're backed into a wall and not unless I'm in a 14 or 16 team league I'm not touching
0: it what about Bennett? He I, doesn't he have th- three TVs? I mean, teams, look, you know?
2: at, at tight end, again, it's like, it's like uh, it's, it can be almost like throwing darts. But if I'm going to play anybody off of there, I'd probably feel better about uh, the tight end, especially that he's started to, to do a little bit over the last few weeks. But, you know, am I starting anybody here with confidence? That's the point. No.
0: Can this team in general, we saw how they were, you know, uh, they were back-to-back uh, Super Bowls um, and they, you know, probably the best team in the league four-ish years ago. Is, is this team going to do a, a, a total clean house? You no. Know, you, you, they're going to keep with it? You know, Paul Allen passes away as the new guard, the new family member. he be like, you know what? I don't have the loyalty to um, the coach. Basically,
3: basically, it's in a trust, so they're going to sell the team. So eventually, you know, we're going to find out what, where it goes, but uh, I don't think it's anything to be concerned about for this season, maybe next season, but I don't think Pete Carroll is making moves, because this is a very pivotal game for them, though. Because mm-hmm. if you look forward, this team is 4-5. and five. If they're able to beat the Packers, they've got, like, a 75% chance of making a wild card spot. If they lose it, it goes all the way down to 22%. Mm-hmm. So this is a very pivotal game, but it's also a pivotal game on the Packers' side that they can't afford to lose. So... You know, this is a team that's just committed to this style of play, and it's not exactly great for fantasy unless we're getting the 20-touch Carson.
2: Yep. Which you're probably not going to get after Penny had the performance that he did, So, and him coming back off of injury.
0: Penny, one thing I'll say to him, and then we'll move on to the next game, Penny kind of looks like a fat ass to me. Is, that, is, is was He's that, just big. He's just a big guy. He's got, kind of got like that... He's kind of got like the six pack, but it's a belly kind of thing, maybe. I don't know. I hey, look at him; he does not look like he looks like Eddie Lacy did a lot Well,
2: it's like would you would you look at Khalil Mack and say that that guy's got a six pack, but that guy's probably got the strongest core in the NFL. Yeah,
0: maybe you're right. Okay, cool. I'll uh hey, I got a uh, keg. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's go on. To, it's it's a little bit more than a pony keg. It's yeah, it's <laughs> Yeah. it's a kind it's, it's one of those little. What do they call those? Uh, Half half Half, party. half, it's half a half a, it's a, a half a half a, half a party? Okay. The wishful thinking <laughs> Verde. He didn't fall. Inconceivable.
1: You keep using the for. I don't think it means what you think it
0: means. <laughs> I was wondering when you were gonna put that one in there. Alright, we've got the Bengals. At the Ravens, we're gonna start with the as we always do. We're gonna start with the visiting
3: team, the Bengals. That was an awful
0: pour. <laughs> you got, that's, a, that's a heady pour, I don't my know what friend. Happened. Was I shaking that thing around? Um, go on, Stag. Start it off. Yeah, the Bengals.
3: Last time these two teams played, AJ Green lit it up with three touchdowns earlier this year. Now they're saying AJ Green has a chance to play uh, this week. I wouldn't, you know, be counting on that. Um, but this is a team at five and four that's now grasping at some straws, trying to, you know, make things easier and make the playoffs. And one of the, one of those straws is hiring Hugh Jackson again <laughs> to be an assistant head coach, help out with analytics. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Did they really but, hire him? Yeah. yeah. I did uh, where am I but didn't they
0: hire him didn't they don't oh. they play the Browns
3: twice still? They do play the Browns twice. I think it was that. But does does anybody did he know <laughs> what was going on with the Browns? <laughs> do you think, <laughs> you think the Browns are serious? If you think the Browns are scared that he's at Cincinnati now? There is some good jokes that's though hilarious. because Hugh Jackson's been the only person able to slow Nick Chubb and Baker Mayfield <laughs> yeah, down. Uh, so asking. there are some good jokes to be had on this behalf that we shouldn't pass up on.
0: Right. Um I didn't see that that's pretty funny. Yeah, good
2: point, good point. How about the fact that both of these teams are going in the wrong direction?
3: Right now, you know, the Cincinnati Bengals are on uh, I, I thought they were going to end up being pretty good. And, hey, they've got five wins. They could still be on, you know, the cusp of a playoff berth. But they, they've got some work to do. They really need to put this one on the Ravens. Uh, but now you're you know, going on the road to the Ravens, likely without A.J. Green. And Tyler Boyd wasn't able to get much done last week as the number one wide receiver. You know, John Ross made some big plays, but Andy Dalton, you know, missed a number of throws. You know, he had opportunities, and that line, you know, didn't give him any opportunities. Joe Mixon played really well, but they just got... Sort of ransacked that he couldn't run anymore. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, it started. It was, it was, it was all, it was all great for the first, so to
2: awesome. the first uh, what quarter and a half, and then yeah. all of a sudden it was just mixing. He uh, had like I think it was about at that point I saw that because I, I had him and I was going against him. It was like fifty nine yards. I'm like yes and no,
0: but yes, yes. Because no. I want to see him
2: do well. Well, it's you like, love the
0: you love the John Ross from the one yard line touchdown. Cause that I, I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, Mixon makes mix his day if he just gets that one touchdown right there, and then they're at the one, and he got in there, and I'm like, oh, all right, let's do this, and then they do a play action to John Ross, like, Ugh! and then literally, I think he got three more carries the rest of the game. Yeah, because uh, they they just started. But they did like, oh.
2: This is another team. Amazingly, when you when you see how uh, they were blown, blown out. Blown out. How many? How many? I don't have the fifty-one. Total, fifty-one total plays. Oh, I was at fifty. Oh, no, 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 no. I was, think they ran less than fifty-one total. I think it was forty two or forty-three. Yeah. Not pass Saints. attempts, total plays.
0: Yeah, insane.
2: Um so it's yeah. gotta be better in this game, but again, do you like Joe Mixon going against this Raven
3: team on the road? I don't mind it. I mean, I mean you're, you start, have to play you're starting against. Joe Mixon. Well of course you are, but But they need to utilize him better. Like they can't go away from him when he's you know rushing for five and six yards a clip. And they, you know, sprinkled the man in a bit as a receiver last week, which worked. Yeah. Uh, they just don't seem to want to stick with that. Yeah. Uh, I think they need to stick with Joe Mixon. Uh, he needs to be their main cog in their offense without A.J. Green. You know, the rest of the guys are just superfluous. I, I do think Tyler Boyd is going to have a bit of a rebound. They just need to move him around the formation, try to keep him in the slot as much as possible away from Jimmy Smith. Uh, and, and that'll help him have a productive day.
2: And do you think, uh, you know, the other thing, a guy who I don't think he even recorded a stat last week, but Alec, Alex Erickson, right? No, I don't think anything yeah. right out there. He's like he's only one of those. He's, he's like, like a special teams team. guy that comes in, and does different things. But again, with with uh, AJ Green out, I look at him as a, as one of those guys because like Ross is like the guy that I just don't trust. And especially if there's no AJ Green protection for John Ross, I look at John Ross as the guy who get the extra attention. And then here's like a guy that all of a sudden is like sneaks in and, and does one of those uh, most most horrible games where it's like okay, I'm starting Ross, I'm uh, starting Boyd, and they got no AJ Green and. Alex Fucking Erickson gets six catches for seventy nine yards and a
3: touchdown. Who's this? The, be, the best way, <laughs> typically, the best way to attack the Ravens is to use, you know, the tight end. So I wonder if this could be a game where CJ Uzoma, you know, has he a pretty needs, nice one. He needs, uh, to. I but so. that that's a, you know, streaming dart throw in itself. Yeah, totally. Like, Let's go
0: over to the Ravens side of the ball. Uh, obviously, for the reasons we mentioned, the Cincinnati are struggling. Their defense is allowing. 455-ish point uh, yards per game to opposing offenses. That is atrocious. To give the number of uh, you with 800 yards for um, Russell Wilson, the defense for the Ravens is giving up 305. It's uh, per game, almost 150-yard swing. Pretty ridiculous. Lamar Jackson looks like pretty much starting this week, or is it 100%? No? No? It seemed no like what I was reading no. today. I was like, he's ready to go. He, maybe they're uh, the hip of uh, um,
3: nothing's for sure. It's nothing for sure. Flacco, Flacco might play, but who would you ra- who would you rather play? I mean, would Luke you Connor like Jackson? No doubt, you'd like to. I, I want to see would rather,
2: Jackson. Who would, who would I rather? Should we ask Mother? Should We call him? You said who really? would I rather <laughs> see play? You said who, who would I rather see play, or who would Cincinnati rather play?
0: Like,
2: both. Let's see. I would rather see Lamar Jackson because I want to see this guy play because I know what I'm getting out of Joe Flacco, yeah. which is exactly why Cincinnati would rather see Joe Flacco and know what the known is versus be the first team that
3: faces the unknown. Yeah, uh, especially, you know, there's there's even talk of RG3 potentially getting the start though. So that, that that makes it even more ambiguous. So this is a situation you're going to have to follow up until Friday when when those final sort of injury reports come out. Joe Flacco was you know not a practice today, so it, it's you know up in the air. But Cincinnati, you know nobody has you know over the last five weeks, no team has allowed more fantasy points than no. Cincinnati. Like, they are 30% worse than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Ouch. over the last five weeks. Ouch! That's not good.
0: Wow. Doesn't sound
3: That's good. really not good. Doesn't look good. Well, and the other
2: thing is, too, when, when, when I look at anybody that, I, I, that you would start, who are the guys that you would start? Is Alex Collins a guy... That you would feel comfortable with. I think in this situation, going against this defense, the way that they've been uh, allowing all that, uh, you saw the way Ingram just ran through them and just a lack of, of willingness to tackle people. I think Alex Collins has a good start this week. The one thing is is if I'm going to pick the week, then where Willie Sneed has been this weird enigma all year, getting about like seven to 11 targets randomly every single week and always finishing, even though he gets 11, he still finishes with about five catches. For about 58 to 65 yards, but that target share. Maybe this is the week that when you want to go, when you want to grab someone to stream and play. Grab Willie Sneed, and maybe he'll con- convert this week into his first hundred yard. I'll throw it out there. I'll take. I'll bet you a dollar. Willie Snead gets 100 yards this
3: week. Right? I, I, I mean, I'll take that bet. <laughs> yeah, it's
2: only a dollar. <laughs> that's why I want. That's Go ahead, check it. She, I'll get I'll hit it from both of you. Like a Polaroid. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'll bring two dollars next week. I, you can say I want my two dollars. I want mean, my two dollars.
3: Every single week since man. week four that Willie Sneed has played, he's had over seven targets. <laughs> is that crazy? Yeah. I mean, I it, just can not see it.
0: No wide I know
3: because it hasn't happened. Too volatile. <laughs> I say we move on unless you. Guys I, I do think John letters. Ross is, is or John Brown's a good play. Sorry, because. You know, it, no matter who's a quarterback, the Bengals have been, you know, volatile to get be vulnerable and volatile to get beat deep. So I can see Brown being the guy. But I just wonder the, how the issue people- is with Lamar Jackson, the run pass split is a complete yeah. unknown. And they could go, you know, sixty percent run and use a lot of Lamar's ability as a zone read runner to and take away. But usually those are the guys who also like to take deep shots. And extend plays, so there might be an opportunity for one of those broken plays down the field. Yeah, or if it is uh, Lamar
2: Jackson, then maybe it is all the short throws to Willie Snead, and he gets over that hundred yards. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, I hope you're right, buddy. I, oh, hope you're right. Oh, I want it. I I want. I want the. Uh, I want Sneed to be able to pull it off. Uh, before we get to that next game, um, let's do us a favor and listen to this word from our sponsors. Word. Word to the Big Bird. Alright, Dallas Cowboys going down to Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Dopest stadium around. Uh, and they are coming off a, 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 a Jason Garrett saving job-saving uh, victory. Uh, I don't know how... That guy's... That, Was his ninth year? It's, uh, it, I think it, we've it. been saying since the beginning of his first, Middle of his first year. This guy should get canned, but that's another thing. We won't play. Uh, we will play GMs here. We'll just play fantasy football. Jerry Jones loves him so
2: it's like he's given him every every him and Marvin Lewis are
0: the two luckiest sons of bitches in the NFL as far as head coaches go. Couldn't agree more. Um, all right, so obviously Zeke, you're starting them guys. I think basically every week so far this season he's getting uh, 90% snap counts, getting all the carries just opportunities abound I'm not going to say he's having uh, a, 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 an amazing year just cuz the TDs aren't haven't been huge but Ezekiel Elliott's in your lineup anything you uh, either you guys want to drop on uh, Cowboys Dak wide receiver I, I mean Baltimore. look the one thing I, if you were watching the
2: game and they were breaking it down right because we had the, the highlight uh, game on Sunday night and you watched and and they showed how many times he shuffles his feet before he's making throws and, and the little hitches, it's one, two, and they go, man, if he would have just thrown that right away, Michael Gallup doesn't have to make the crazy catch on the sideline, he just makes the good catch on the sideline. So it just tells me, I there's no way that I would put any of my faith in Dak right now because it doesn't look like he trusts himself. And at the quarterback position, you got to have ultimate faith to, you know, you look at compared to another young quarterback, one that's here in this town that played probably the best game that any of us have ever seen a, a Chicago Bear quarterback play. You know, throwing balls in perfect situations where it's just in between two two different defenders and just get hits your guy in the perfect spot. That just doesn't happen, and I don't see that happening with Dak. So if you're an Amari Cooper owner and you're sitting here going, oh well, you know, he's getting the target share. That's the one thing that you can count on from Amari Cooper right now is that he's feeding him the ball. Um, but at the same time, Amari Cooper still disappears sometimes throughout the games. He had a great first half in that game, and then he pretty much disappeared in the second half. And do you, can you trust in Cole Beasley? Uh, no. I mean, not for—and again, because this is another team, when we talk about the total yardage thrown, they don't throw for a ton of yardage. This is another run-heavy team, and when you have those super run-heavy teams— So maybe one or two guys at most that have become other viable other than the running back.
3: Yeah, my thought is, you know, this team Zeke, but Amari Cooper, you know, they've been targeting him early and often designing plays for him, moving him around separation. They've sort of adapted their offensive style a little bit to fit him. They're playing much more 11 personnel. Uh, He's creating a lot of separation, they, they have been a little bit more spread and open since acquiring Amari Cooper. So, you know, I think Amari Cooper is a wide receiver three-year flex play. Uh, the other wide receivers, you know, Gallup, uh, you know, Hearns, Beasley, they're all f- wide receiver darts that aren't <laughs> yeah. really worth much. A roll of the dice. Yes, completely. Uh, same thing with the tight end position, you know, especially with the you know, Jeff Swain looked like he was ascending, but then he got hurt, and, and now it's been a tough, you know, road back for him. They're using multiple guys at the position. They have
2: more tight ends than I think I've ever seen. No, ever. because them in Baltimore, if you the put Baltimore, Baltimore Ravens, those two exist. together, they could they could field a, an offense
3: and a defensive team just of tight ends. I agree with you. there. Um, <laughs> but I think I'm starting Zeke. You know, locked in the rest of the guys. Uh, you know, your Dak Prescott here uh, in this one against Atlanta, who's allowing a boatload of points. Um, you know, Vic Beasley been a disappointment this season. There's this good stat uh, there, but they are getting Deion Jones back. Important. Deion Jones through three quarters of football has more tackles than Vic Beasley does on the season. That's disgusting. Who's played nine games? That's disgusting. <laughs> That uh, is a disgusting stat. Jesus. That's not gonna bode well. That's from four verts. Um wow. Should we move I, over? I, I do sort of like Dak in this game, I'm gonna tell you, against Atlanta, man. So I nobody
2: nobody owns Zach, so but if you're out there and you're a streamer, maybe this is an opportunity then to stream for the week.
3: Yeah. Alright, let's move
0: over to the Atlanta Falcon side of the ball. Um where, 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 where do you want to start? Well, how about the fact that uh, they made Cleveland
2: look like one a a more exciting team last week than they were? This is true. Who? Julio Julio scored a touchdown. Yeah, Julio scored
0: a touchdown. When I I was playing, two straight,
2: baby. I was going against them, and I'm like, God damn it's a Julio
0: Jones. Yeah, Julio, two two games in a row with a touchdown. They're 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 getting after it. Um, I was playing against uh, Julio and I was. I've changed my little mo to be do the uh, uh, Costanza opposite day style. And I talk shit to all my opponents, and it's been working. I've been getting lucky as hell. That's good. And usually I don't. I'm like totally a superstitious person. Right, I'm, as soon as you I'm open your like, mouth, yeah, open your mouth, like goes like. So I'm doing the opposite day thing, and I'm I'm going in and beforehand. I'm like, holy yeah, my favorite player couldn't score a touchdown. You see that one? He got one yarder, and uh, yeah, he scored a touchdown. Didn't have an enormous game. But uh, I hope Hulu keep, keep scoring. Uh, the guy's a beast. But um, what else do you want to talk about in this game? Well, do you think Matt Ryan's got a, is this a good matchup uh, against the Cowboys?
2: I love the matchup against the Cowboys. I go, I mean, look at this defense that doesn't have Sean Lee. Uh, you're relying on a, on a young rookie linebacker in Van der Ash in order to, to pick up the the slack. Van der
3: Ash is sort of a badass. He, is. he no, is, no, no.
2: <laughs> but 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 the point is that he's still a rookie. So he, you know, where the things that are going to come is natural flow to him. It, it, he doesn't have any other protection around there that's really helping him uh, to be able to take the pressure off. So this is why the spotlight's on him. And you have a multitude of weapons. This is a team. Also, uh, you, you're talking about chances for uh, those uh, those last playoff spots. This is. A, a, a team in Atlanta that wants to have that chance, right? To finally be the team that's gonna host the Super Bowl and actually play in your in your home stadium for it. Doesn't look like it right now, but these are both four and five teams. This is a must win game for Atlanta. They're a better
3: team at home. Super Bowl is in Atlanta
0: today.
3: Or this year. Yep. Yeah. That's um, awesome. Dallas is in a must win spot True. too. Again. Their division is much more winnable True. than the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, so so, but wouldn't that make this game more important for
2: Atlanta? Because I think it's uh, the fact that it important one that you're for Jason. I mean, right? It's I, huge. Like when we Dallas about can that, still
3: win their division. Atlanta can't. I think if you go to four and six, it's un you know gets more and more like every game you lose oh, sure. at, at this point. You know, being under five hundred is awful. Atlanta these these teams are both fighting to get to five hundred because it's huge for playoff you know bursts. But, um, but
2: chasing New Orleans versus chasing Washington is is two vastly different for sure. arguments there. Yeah, but are, are they both chasing wild cards? Yeah, potentially. Them. But 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 Dallas still, if they can they put they their pull their yeah, shit together, yeah. win three games in a row, you're you're sitting here going Dallas could win this division. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. and that's the kind of thing that would happen to <laughs> yeah.
0: keep Garrett's job and Jerry Jones and, and all the Cowboys fans would be like, it's what we've... it's It's been the Bears. It's been our thing for years. It's like, yeah. we always win fucking at the very end. We come up a little short. Or we barely eke into the playoffs. And it's like... The franchise, the city at large, the people that are not even truly knowing what the fuck they're talking about are like, yeah, but we made the playoffs. And you're like, it sucked. We should have lost the last three games, gotten a better pick, and it would. Or we finish,
2: or we finish eight and eight and seven and nine and go. Why didn't we just blow it and finish five, five exactly. and eleven and get the, the top six pick instead of a number eleven pick? One
0: hundred percent.
2: Hey, Every welcome to Chicago, time. Michael Haynes. Welcome to Chicago. Uh, I could name all the horrible <laughs> draft picks in the middle. Kevin uh, right. White. Right. <laughs> no, that was a top 10. That was a top 10. There's enough, enough Bama, but when they were always picking in that like 14 to 18 range. Let's bring it back
3: to Shane McClellan. We'll get to the Bears when we get to the Bears. Let's bring it back to the Falcons because I think you're pretty much starting all the usual suspects. I think you're starting Matt Ryan. Even in a down game last week, he had 330 passing yards and two touchdowns against no picks. Uh, he's distributing. You know, He's playing at an MVP level. But his team's just not getting the victories like they did, you know, back during his MVP season. Tevin Coleman, uh, you know, he's the lead back right now. They are mixing in Ito Smith, but you know, Coleman's the guy you want. Julio's locked into lineups. Um, I think Austin Hooper's a back end tight end after you know a career PPR high, especially a career high 10 receptions and a touchdown and it's found the end zone you know quite frequently the most interesting guy to talk about on this team because he's a fringe player is Calvin Ridley what do you think you know what it is it's it's, it's again he had that huge splash early right it was like the 3 4 games
2: he was scoring all those touchdowns early, and then all of a sudden, uh, a team's got tape on a guy. It was one of my things that I've talked about ever since uh, yeah. we, we've been doing this podcast. When you have guys that have never done it before, it's easy for them to kind of have a, a couple of good weeks in a row until defense start seeing what their tendencies are, and that's the thing. He's been leaning to the one thing that his main tendencies are, And defenses are now adjusting to it. He needs to make that
0: next adjustment. Crazy that this week uh, in the news, Peterson of the Eagles even said the same thing. You know, they had that rough loss, and he's basically like, hey, it was kind of an excuse, kind of a, it didn't really sound that great, to be honest, but he's like, hey, when, when you win the Super Bowl... People are looking at your film. People are checking you out. People are like, what did you do right? How did they win it this year? Kind of what we've talked about in auditing your league and your drafts and who won. People do that with the champion. And he's like, people got tape on us right now. The Eagles, he's like, it's kind of an excuse, but it's actually true. And it goes to the end that you've been saying for years, for sure. Well,
2: and again, because it, when a defensive coordinator is looking at a guy that was scoring all those touchdowns in those weeks earlier, they're now starting not to look at just the game before, they're looking at the game before that, the game before that, and you have more and more snaps and more and more ways that different guys have defended you. And so the guys that are smart, you know, this is why you have to be an ultimate talent. Can you truly just beat guys off the line? Or are you, you know, are you a freak guy as far as ability, Kevin White, but you can never do it, even when healthy, really beat guys off the line, and then there's the guys who don't have the ultimate high-end speed this, side of the other thing, but they just win every single and matchup that they ever had.
0: Julio Jones, milestones, um, 104 career games, surpasses Calvin Johnson, who did it in 115 games, for the uh, fastest to reach 10,000 yards receiving, guys are receiving stud, uh, another stat, 45 games, ties of, uh, of 100 yards plus. Is, uh, Julio Jones has in his career. Tied with Randy Moss for uh, the most uh, by any wide receiver in their first eight seasons. Julio Jones, if this guy could have scored fucking touchdowns over these years, he literally would be Rice-esque in his fantasy prowess. Let and me... he's still top three best uh, wide receivers. If Antonio wasn't so damn good, he'd be the best. Let me ask you this.
2: In this day and age, number one, it's, it's like it's kind of multifaceted, but it makes Perfect sense. In my mind, the answer is still going to be no. Will anyone ever break Jerry Rice's all-time receiving record, or will it happen in our lifetime? Maybe is a better is a better way to look at it, because defense rules have changed so much. But there's also a multitude more of receivers that you throw to. But the fact that all these guys that get to these yardage faster
0: well ahead of where Jerry was the craziest thing is the rules have changed to help the wide receiver true um and to make more scoring that just shows you how fucking awesome Jerry rice was um i don't think you're really ever gonna see it mostly because of what he was able to do from 39 uh like 38 years old like even h- after the h- h- 30 to 39 30. he had like three or four thousand yard receiving games and still score like he was able to do it at the end when he was like 43 it's like all right buddy and he, and he had literally his uh, rock and corn rolls, and he was trying to stay, <laughs> jump around and you're like, Jerry, buddy, put put a sock in it, let's can this thing. But Will, think,
2: will another receiver play as long as he did? I,
0: even nah, five. With the way things before. are going with these quarterbacks, maybe. But he just did it, it to be able to have Montana and have uh, Young. But at the same time, I think Rice. And we're, have Jeff Garcia. And, and have them more uh, help them as much. I don't. I think Rice is. It, it, it'll be very, very hard for someone to get break those I mean, look. It. We we, we all think that. Um, we'll, I'll make this quick. We all think Larry Fitzgerald's kind of on his last leg, and he just. Barely got past uh, a, a Moss and Owens, and there's not—it's not even in sight. Rice and Larry Fitzgerald took care of his body. Was never a fast guy in the first place, it, and he's already kind of the, the the light at the end of the tunnels near. And so, I think Rice. Someone probably will. Yes, there'll be a guy that does. But in our lifetime, I don't think so, man. I think he's got—I think he's got these things locked. Or like, anyone that's women.
2: in the NFL now?
0: Definitely not. There you go. Definitely not. I would say I would have said um, I would have said uh, OBJ, but it just doesn't. You know, he's he's getting stuck with Eli for a little too long. That team's not that great. Well, but
2: that's the other problem is that unless you're going to play for twenty years, I mean, how many wide receivers like
0: him outlasted his quarterbacks? Yeah, even (laughs) more than one. He he even made Garcia good, but so did Owens. So let's move on to the next game, Uh, and that's going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to New York. OBJ said we just got to win seven more games. They won one. They got six to go. I think they can win this one. We'll start with the Buccaneers side. Still the Fitzmagic show,
3: right? Yeah, yep. Yeah. And I think you can continue to ride them. Like the how big of an outlier was last week's game where you scored three points but have five hundred oh, yeah. total yards of offense. That's crazy. It's completely off like the Richter scale. It's actually since the NFL merger, the yeah, fewest points scored by a team of 475 uh, yards. Like it's like almost impossible to do it. Didn't he have 400 yards passing? Yes. And he had zero touchdowns. And like
0: I went, I went against him, and, and the guy sat luck. And I was like, "Yeah, four hundred yards," but he didn't even have a big game. And you're like, "Luck, thank you for sitting He's that said, guy." You he, say,
2: "What are the odds?" It's a weird team. It had to had to be in the same week that a kicker hit four goalposts, and is still on the team.
3: And a week after the Bears scored forty points on fewer than two hundred yards, which is also a gigantic outlier.
0: Crazy, crazy.
3: <laughs> um, well, let's talk about
0: uh, Fitzmagic in this matchup. Uh, Things looking good? Can he uh, light it up? I mean, pretty much he's yes. he's going to do a 300-yard game every time he hits the field. Uh, he's also probably going to throw two or three interceptions. They're never going to have a running back that's going to run for
2: 130 yards, so you know that it has to go through Fitzpatrick.
3: Yeah, especially their running back core is sort of depleted. Yeah. Um, you know, Barber's a little banged up. The guy they've been using as Barber's backup, you know, uh Sean Wilson, he gets cut in favor of what Dare Ogunbale, uh from Wisconsin. <laughs> that was probably not correct. But yeah, that's okay,
2: that's okay. But I'm not
3: I'm not, not, yeah, I'm not gonna to yeah, attempt it. We gotta <laughs> remember that they also were using Jaquiz Rogers and he's yep. catching ten passes last week. So you and, know and no Ronald Jones. Yeah, no Ronald Jones, he's banged up, so yeah, I, I do think you know, Barber's going to end up playing in this one, but even if he does, it's a passing game, and this game should have a, a lot of passing opportunities for Ryan Fitzpatrick. So I like him as the top ten option yet again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Mike Evans, I, I think you're locking him, and he averages 108 yards per game uh, against the Giants in his career. Um Averages 123 yards against the NFC East. Uh, so, you know, he's playing really well. Um, they're just missing a couple throws to him. I think it's going to work out. And think about this, too. Evans is coming off of two bad weeks
2: in a row, right? Okay. Uh, he had 51 yards last week, 16 yards the week before. Earlier this year, he had back-to-back games of 59 and 58 yards. He followed that up with a game of 107, followed up by 179. Um, Deshaun Jackson.
3: Deshaun- he's on the he's on the path. Too bad. Get ready for too good. Deshaun Jackson's that wide receiver three. If he catches a long one, it's a good fantasy day. You know Godwin. Uh- well, do you
2: believe in Godwin after the, the huge game that he had? His first was that his first hundred yard game. Second second hundred yard game. But caught all of his seven targets. But didn't score a touchdown, obviously, but because uh, no one did
0: and he was he was available in a lot of leagues a lot of he was leagues out and he had got picked up 7 weeks ago and then dropped after the last And two as
2: far right as up. picking up I mean and I'm sure Stags will agree at least with this offense you can legitimately start three wide receivers each week because, again, of the lack of a running game.
0: Well, here's something I want to throw out to you guys and Stags, if you're trying to finish your thought uh hook it up after this comment. What team do you think in the league has the averages the most yards on offense? You mean per play? To, in, per like, game. Per game. Total per game.
2: Well, I guess I would probably go New Orleans or, or L.A. The Rams. It's the Bucks. It's
0: the Bucks. I would say I would have said the Chiefs. The Bucks average the most yards. Isn't that incredible? How many yards do they have? Four hundred and fifty-two. Do you know what the next closest team is? I, I, it's probably the Saints or the, the, are the, the Chiefs. Yeah, I, I, I don't have that. I don't have that intel. The Saints are actually sit. They do four twenty-three. Wow. Okay. The yeah, Chiefs they, do four twenty-three as well. The Rams I, I, are
3: I, second I mean, at four forty-eight.
0: 448,
3: okay. 448?
0: Yep. That's Uh, insane. You need a defense. You need at least a semblance of a defense. And you need to be able to get a running game so you can, and when you're off, Uh,
2: is anyone playing, uh, going against Saquon Barkley this week? I I, I sure hope not.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I've got to, I've got but 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 hold on now I was talking about their offense. No, I know. Okay, I I know, defense I know. the last 400. Um but should we segue it over? No, let's talk about O. J. What's Howard. The, okay. yeah, oh, yeah, um, yeah. Because
3: OJ okay. Howard against the Giants is in a very good spot. Um, you know, usually the Giants are prone to giving it up to uh the opposing, you know, tight end position. Uh, I, I think after sort of neglecting Howard last week, you really got to be looking uh, that way, um, and I, I do think that they're going to be able to put together a game uh, against the Giants where you know he's a lot more featured. You know what I'm featuring? Valverde. The
1: ahead.
0: Everybody want a peanut? Peanut. You know what I'm doing?
3: No, Ha ha! You fool! You fell victim to one of the classic blunders. The most famous is never get involved in a land war in Asia. But only slightly less well known is this: never go in against a Sicilian when death is on the line. <laughs>
0: And dead. Somebody must have dropped my six-pack before I bought it, because this thing's not opening well, and it's going all over me. Well, that's what she said. (laughs) I wish she said that.
2: Mine mine do not pop well, but since we're talking here, this is uh, actually a very tasty beer I'm drinking tonight. The Odell Brewing Company from Fort Collins, Colorado, and their India Pale Ale, uh, which has a very... Happy looking dude wearing what looks to be like capris and a white t-shirt, waving his cap in the air as he's riding a bucking elephant. Nice. Oh, that, yeah. looks like,
0: that sounds like D-Rex. Favorite animal. Is that my D-Rex, tags? My fashion. Um, <laughs> I'm drinking a Solemn Oath Brewery, my favorite brewery, I've said it before. And uh, they're awesome out of Naperville in Illinois. Shop local, drink local. End all IPA. I've, drunk, I've drank this a lot on the show. I love it. It's pretty much my go-to. Uh, I just think it might be the best one of these hazy. It's not New England, but it is IPAs. If you can get it, it's got a little like goldish white type on it. If you can get all stuff, everything they do is fantastic. Um, all right, let's go over to the Giants side. Pulled out a, uh, a nice last, um, you know, fourth quarter comeback victory against San Francisco the other night. And that catch by Sterling Shepard ended my fantasy
2: season. Really? That's, where, that's the one where I had the, the third highest. Uh, yeah, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I yeah. was, I was. Well, I actually didn't end it. I was six and three. Should have gone to seven and uh, seven and three. And Sterling Shepard. It all turned on that one catch. Uh, I was up by like. Less than a point, <laughs> just no more catches. Touched
0: that out. beat that beat a guy that's kind of nipping at my toes in my division, so I was pretty happy. Um, well, it's kind of hey, it's a it's a, it's an all uh, the pendulum swings both ways. Well, someone's hurt and someone's feeling good, so yeah, Lo- love it when it uh helps me out.
3: Stag party, where do you want to start? Drop in. I mean, I think you're basically starting all the studs here, you're starting. You know, Adele, You're starting Saquon. You're starting them both with authority. Um, you know the other guys you're looking to. I think you could start Sterling Shepard. He's in a you know pretty good spot. Uh, how? The question is, you, we think all these guys are going to do well. Is Eli Manning going to do well? You know,
2: I, if you're going to play Eli Manning, this would be the game to play him. So, you know, this is one of those things that I know everybody that's out there streaming as far as like, okay, my quarterback's out, and this is where I'm screwed in the league because I, we only had like three pickups uh, during the year, those three supplemental drafts, and I was like, well, who is playing Tampa Bay in week 12 when Golf is off? Oh, San Francisco, so I drafted C.J. Beathard, and now it looks like he's not even going to be the quarterback anymore, so, <laughs> that's rough. you know, that's real rough, but yeah, so if I'm looking at Eli, Hundred percent. If, if there's a, a week to stream Eli, or a week if you're still a, a dumb sap that has him on your roster, potentially this is a, a, the matchup that you would start him at, especially at home.
0: I mean, in all honesty, is there anything to talk about with um, uh, the, the tight end? Um, Evan well, I mean, Ingram is a starter. He, You'll start him if you if you got him. Um, Even in that last game, it doesn't look like he's really involved. He
2: got he got five targets. I mean, listen, it was a it was a feature Odell game. He got all the targets, but he didn't connect on them. Evan Ingram and, and Odell caught the same amount of passes at the end of the day, and they were only separated by less than thirty
0: yards. Does it seem like Odell um, is? And I always know Odell's misunderstood in a lot of ways. He's great with the fans, great in a lot of ways. But does it seem like Odell has kind of maybe looked at some of the? Again, not going to bring up something bad with Bell. He had to do what he had to do. But looking at some of these guys, even across other sports, and even maybe our president, and being like, you know what, I got a lot of money, I got a great situation, I'm in New York, I went while I could be in fucking Buffalo. And he's kind of opening up a little bit and being a positive guy. And I think in, in, in being, um, not being a diva, it, it seems to me that over the, over the course of the last... Handful of games where he's, even after you signed that contract at the beginning, it was still like,
3: fucking Odell,
0: still you're doing this? But it seems to me, it, and this isn't about fantasy, this is just about, you know, maybe narrative street, whatever, but it uh, doesn't seem like Odell is like kind of growing up a bit and really like, ever since Mara said, shut the fuck up and get it done on the field, that he has kind of played the plate and been like, you know what? This fucking guy just gave me 95 million. I'm going to shut up and get it done on the field. I'm going to be me. I'm going to be one of the most influential athletes since Allen Iverson worldwide. And that's a fact. And I'm just going to live, be happy, and uh, try and win games and be a good football player. I feel, I'm feeling a great sense of that by Odell. And that's amazing to me. I feel it.
2: I'm not feeling that. I'm feeling if that's what you're feeling, I feel like he's doing it through gritted teeth. If that makes sense, I I feel I don't feel like it's genuine. I think there was I don't think it was this last week, but I think it was like the week before after a loss, like because someone was asking him about his future. Do you see your future being here in New York? And uh, to his credit, he didn't really, you know, do a full old old school Odell go off on it and be like, yeah, I'm out of here. This, you know, be the diva type of a person. But his response was also. Kind of telling in its own right, where it was like I don't, I don't really see his future here. Was that
0: before? I think that might have been before. I think that might have been like five weeks ago. Before the No, this whole, was, this was like,
2: like two weeks ago. What do you,
0: what, how, what do you feel? It doesn't matter, but it's just like Odell's Such, he's, he's um, or essentially scoring the touchdowns. He's like, essentially the face of the
3: NFL in a lot of ways. Uh, I think. I mean, I think it's always going to be the quarterbacks. The quarterbacks are always going to be their most marketable assets. They're gonna to continue to push these guys. When you got, you know, young gunslingers like Mahomes and Goff, like I think we're gonna see a lot of ads centered around these guys. No, go but
0: you know, but don't you don't you like the energy you're feeling right now? You're seeing from OBJ, or am I just am I just being a douchebag? I mean, you can call you're me. You're not being a douchebag. We'll, douche. well, think
2: about this. He, he's, he's has to be more relaxed, okay? Over his last what is it, um, five games? He's got three of them that have gone for over 100 uh, 130 yards uh, and he's scored four touchdowns. So,
0: that's pretty good. Cool. Um, keep, you guys, we want to go to another game? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, I'd say we can do that. I think before you do that, though...
2: Oh, let's take a listen to this from our sponsors. I don't know where that goofy uh, accent
3: came from, but... Uh, yeah, this isn't the Jaguars. This isn't the Jaguars playing in London. I don't know what you're trying to do. <laughs> I don't know what
2: I'm trying to do either. It just goes that way sometimes. I've been drinking with you, me, wee laddies. <laughs> All right, I'm
3: done doing impersonations. Thank God. <laughs> Um So we've got we've got the Steelers with the Jags. Uh, the Jaguars are now three and six on the season. Look like a team. You know, destined to miss the playoffs. Jalen Ramsey doesn't want to be there anymore. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey's just talking shit. That's all he does. He's good at it. (laughs) Yeah. I don't like that guy. um, You know, Ben Roethlisberger coming off one of the best games uh, of his career, one of the best games of the season. But now he's rode Ben Roethlisberger, playing the Jags defense. Uh, I think he's a back end QB1. All his weapons should be locked in. James Conner. We've got. We've got the certainty that is gonna be the man from here on out. So now what you should be doing if you were handcuffing, you know, Le'Veon Bell to James Connor, you should consider, as we get later into the season, handcuffing with one of these other elite backup assets.
0: I like Jalen Samuel. I picked him up this week. But that's also because I'm in a rookie league. But I like I like what I saw, and it, it, it's it's uh, he's gonna. It looks like he's gonna play. Had a full practice, Connor today. But that was a concussion protocol situation, and if he gets hurt again. You know they drafted Samuel. What I think it was a fourth rounder. Well, are you, I'm, I'm not going to invest in Samuel. I'm going to invest in Stephen Ridley. I'm not going to invest in
2: Stephen Ridley. Yeah, I already know what Stephen Ridley could do when he was really good. And yeah. That was five years ago. Yeah,
0: on the one on a, a two bowl team, right?
3: Yeah. Um, but I, you're starting AB. You're starting Juju. You know this is probably a good spot for Vance McDonald going up against the Jaguars. Uh, I think the last time that these two teams met, I think it was a playoff game. Playoff, yeah. And he had, what, 10 catches? 10 catches. And this this is
2: also, I look at it for Roethlisberger, and you tell me, I, I have to believe in revenge factor because the Pittsburgh Steelers were, and they were beat twice by Jacksonville last year, if I'm not mistaken. They got embarrassed by them.
0: Uh, but Maybe the first game of the season. I, I gotta look back. But yeah, they got beat. They got beat they, twice. Beat him, they, they beat them. They beat them pretty soundly, just-
2: and then they and then they came back and they were playing them in, in the championship game. and That first half was like whatever, and then then Jacksonville just suffocated them. If the way that Jacksonville is really struggling right now, you would think in a way that the, the complete opposite, that Pittsburgh, after the slow start that they had now six, sitting at 6-2-1, and one, are sitting here, we have a chance to really make an, an emphasis statement. Well, let's go ahead and do it against a team that, that was our nemesis that knocked us out of the playoffs last year. That Let's prove that we can actually score on these guys and hold them in check. And, and and exercise the demons and, and this is what good teams And championship teams type do And I expect this one to be I'll put more faith in it I'm, I'm all in on all the Steelers this week Because I, I kind of feel like This is that vindication week And Big Ben has been around this league long enough To know that you embarrassed me twice last year Knocked me out of the uh, end of my season I'm going to pay you back this year Because i got a chance
0: Yeah um, You're you're locking all the Steelers in Uh Flipping over to the other side. One thing, uh, you guys see the interview with uh, Big Ben today uh, talking about Le'Veon Bell. Uh, Le'Veon Bell obviously didn't report, and Big Ben was just basically like, hey, I was texting Le'Veon in the, in the days and weeks leading up to it and saying, hey, I hope you're going to report. Uh, you know, it... it We'd love to have you here and who knows if this is true, but I, I don't think that Ben would lie about it. And he's like, uh, you know, but what if, if you don't come, I wish the best for you." And then there was kind of a, a long interview by his locker and then at the end one guy goes, did he uh, did he ever text you back? And Ben's like, nope <laughs> That's just uh, he gone Bridges bridge burned. He bridge is burned. Uh,
2: but there was a loophole. That was the whole thing. I heard this whole thing of where it was. He will get out of that. He will not be franchise tagged again. Well, he well, will he be. Could, he can be,
0: but,
3: but at it would the be QB, over twenty. At the QB franchise tag, it'd be top five. dollars. Right, million top, million top million. five player.
0: Right. It's a, if you, for the third time, it's top five player in the league, not at your position. Right. So the whole thing is that they're not going to franchise tag him. So this is remember the whole
3: thing. Well, is so can, so it here's the thing. Is well, no, no. twenty-three. I was twenty-five. Do it. Here's the thing. You can franchise tag him because maybe he doesn't play on it. I would I would That's bring, not a, I that would deal
2: with though, that, that would that would still be a dumb risk to take as, as an organization.
0: Play money. I would if Especially I would when you
2: there. got a guy in Connor, do you want to invest twenty five million and have this guy eat up, this he won't he won't eat up that much of your roster space for this year? He won't sign it. No, but this was the whole point, remember if you
0: did you'd be like, later fuckface face, well you could have had fourteen traded, million left.
3: That once he signs it you trade him. Yeah. I yeah, don't but who wants, to, who wants to pay him that much money? Whoever thinks they're going to sign him in the future he's, for $25 million. I, uh, These guys know. have
0: so much fucking money. It,
3: would th- would, but but do
0: the fact remains
2: minute. that he doesn't have to go and expose himself to a potential uh, career-ending injury in the last six weeks just to collect to get that free agency. Based on this, he's going to get free
0: agency. But what I'm saying is literally, I think Rooney's got enough money in the Steelers. I would franchise him and be like, all right, QB. Let's go, about buddy. Things, you know what that is, then? Fuck, I'm still
2: and, there. And you want to know what if that happens? It's spiteful. It, it also proves
0: to me where, where
2: I'm, I'm 100% back on the side of the players in all of these fucking arguments because it's billionaires trying to squash millionaires. And... And it's that you're willing to sacrifice the betterment of your team to, to pay this guy $25 million just to fuck him and prevent him from going elsewhere what he wanted to do in the free capital, free market era that we live I agree. in. Yeah. Screw you, Rooney. Don't do it.
0: I agree. But if I was a billionaire, I would fucking do it.
2: Well, <laughs> <laughs> you could. Because if you wanted to, you can. You I,
0: know, I, I do, agree. I would do it. You can. Um, all right, let's move over to the Jackson side of the offense. Um, Bortles is basically... There's not, it's like there's two-face In the world and Bortles Almost seems like three-face uh, What Bortles are you going to get Stag party in this
3: matchup uh, I don't know full coin You could get good, good face Bortles one. You could get bad <laughs> Bortles uh, The Steelers defense has been playing better at, As of late uh, They're seeming to get a lot of pressure On the quarterback TJ Watts got eight sacks on the season Um They're taking the ball away a little bit better as of late. Um, And the Jaguars' offensive line is just sort of beat up. But, you know, with Leonard Fournette back there, they're going to play a little bit more of this conservative style. But we did get, you know, good Bortles last week. And last last time we saw, you know, Bortles versus the Steelers, a lot of it was done with his legs, yeah, can I can I kind of share with you the, the the past history?
2: So the most recent game, the the playoff game last year, he completed fourteen of twenty six passes for two hundred and fourteen yards with a touchdown, no picks, and rushing wise he gave you thirty five yards on the ground. Now you want to go back to what he did in the game where they in, 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 and Rex was right it was earlier in the year. Yeah. It was week five that year. It was thirty to nine that they beat Pittsburgh. And he completed 8 of 14 passes for 95 yards, uh, no touchdowns, had an interception, and he ran for 9 yards. Yeah.
3: Bortles so is like a backup. This, this could be a bad Bortles game. I'm not going to definitively say that, because Bortles is like a magic fucking pumpkin. What, just when you think he's dead, he's back alive and lighting things on fire. But <laughs> that's true. That's Le- Le- really true. Leonard Fournette is a strong play here. Uh, we talk about how you could throw eight for fourteen and win. You know, mm-hmm. uh, what thirty to nine? Yep. You do that by Leonard Fournette rushing for over two hundred yards. But yeah.
0: but can can the Steelers get out ahead? where, how we were talking in some of the other matchups, then you render Fournette useless. Can that happen? Can they strike hot like they did last week? Well, let's let's put it this way. Here's
2: one of the benefits of Fournette. This is where he's really changed his game. Look, he came back, right, after all this time off. They fed him the ball. He was not very effective. He had 53 yards on 24 carries. But he got five targets as a receiver. And he caught all of them for 56 yards and scored a touchdown. so if Fournette can be that guy who can also contribute five to, five catches if I know he's going to give me five catches That's and I know what hes I mean come on It's he, good times good
0: times
3: yeah. Uh, receivers, it looks like Dante Moncrief is solidifying himself as the number one there. So he's in wide receiver three consideration. Uh, Can I run. make
2: a comment about him?
3: Sure. I've had him on my waiver wire piece
2: basically <laughs> since he had that, that first game. was about week four or five. And it was like everyone was still on Keelan Cole. and Now everyone is finally, you know, Keelan Cole is just, he's, he's, he's one of those burning coals at the end of the day at the Bears game that just left in the parking lot. <laughs> it, it, right? And Moncrief is getting. He's one,
0: he's one of those Dogmatica cigarettes where you gotta tell yeah, yeah. him, hey, Dog, the thing's done.
2: It, it, it's all filter burning right now. It's all filter burning. Um, Love you, Dog. <laughs> but Keelan Cole is. It, it, Moncrief's your deep threat. Moncrief's in multiple, not just deep threat, though, but he, he gets games where he's getting. Eight, nine, ten targets, and uh, but he's still getting the bigger shots. So, so even if and I agree, because even if you're limited where maybe Bortles is only attempting 20 passes in the game, I'm, I'm still betting that about eight of them are going to Moncrief. Go ahead, cause I, I just want to tell you up. No, Moncrief. Uh,
3: after Moncrief, I think you're done with this. Game.
0: Done, <laughs> all right. D, D, D was a hot name about five weeks ago, I had one good game. Right, let's move on. All right, uh, let's go to the Houston Texans at 6-3 and three at the Washington Redskins. That's six, six in and a row three. right for them, right? Have they won six in a row, Washington? No, not, uh, oh, Houston, sorry. right? Houston, they started yeah, 0-3, yeah, 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 right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, right. out, they're, out, they're, they're in flags. Um, let's talk about Deshaun Watson. Uh, let's start there. Is such, I mean, I mean, but but we, here's one thing I'll say, and this is a weird thing. The reason why Washington six and 3 their defense is fucking really good this year.
3: Yeah, that Washington defense is good, but Deshaun Watson, you know, before the bye week, looked like he took it to another level. Uh, he's getting you know healthier and healthier as the weeks go on. You know, from his ACL injury, he's he's running, uh, he's doing everything you want, and you know he's having a great season. But because the other quarterbacks who are also having great seasons. It's not like the crazy, you know, streak he was on last year, even though he's playing very goddamn well for a fantasy quarterback. Um, You know, Washington's defense, though, it is tough. It can take the ball away. Um, You know, Josh Norman's playing pretty well. He'll probably see a lot of DeAndre Hopkins. But if Will Fuller's completely healthy, this looks like a good spot for him to step up. You mean Kiki Kooten? No, I mean Will Fuller. Fuller's back? He's back? Oh, you're right. Uh, you're right, torn ACL. Yeah, <laughs> the bye week like, that
2: would have been picked I'm like, that I'm, like, up right I'm like, wait a minute, he's on my team, and he's like, I don't think he's playing this Kiki week, though. Kiki Cootie, yeah, yeah. The, the bye week got me,
3: but you know, <laughs> I'm they did good. They yeah. didn't really get cut. They did come out and you know trade for Demarius Thomas. Yeah. Kiki Cootie, you know potentially healthy off his hamstring injury. We got to hope he's healthy because he's a guy who said he. I'm not playing again until I'm 100. So. If he's back there and healthy, it's a good spot for him. Um, you know, he should work a lot in the slot, avoid Norman uh, for most of the day. And, and, and key point again for everybody out there, because Kiki Kuti
2: is still a guy that's out there on the waiver wire. It, we discussed this before, when, uh, it, it, but if you had forgot, when DeBarius came over there, it was really not affecting Kiki Kuti because Kiki Kuti plays in the slot. And Demarius and, De, and, and, and Hopkins are not that player. So when he comes in, Demarius really didn't steal anything from Kuti, correct? I mean, some. It, maybe it's, some. It's yet to be seen. Because but they haven't played together.
3: They, yeah, it's yet to be seen because they haven't played together. And Demarius Thomas, you know, on that first drive where he was really active, what they did was they got him on. You know these quick wide receiver screens that he's always been so good at, and that's something that you know Cucci was doing at you know his height of play. So how do those things affect each other? Mm-hmm. And, and now Demarius is going to know the offense a little better, uh, but we don't know if he could be a vertical field stretcher in the mold of Will Fuller at this point in his career because it's just not something that's they've been asked uh, the Broncos asked him to do lately because that was more of a Manuel Sanders role. So it's something that we're going to need to see play out. Um, but if I have to pick one of the two to start this weekend between those two guys... Oh, it's I think, Demarius. I don't know. I'd probably start Kuti over Demarius. Well, as long as we know that Kuti is...
2: Again, if you're if you're right, because I'm a Kuti owner, I picked him up and I've been sitting on him for the hope of when he comes back and, and knowing where... His, again, two, ga-
0: his two games played look pretty friggin' nice.
2: But again, I worry... You know, the, the thing is, again, um, it, it all... I can play him because of how horrible my team has been hit, hit by injuries, but um, but it's interesting because I, I hope you're right. I really do because I feel that he was making such a nice trajectory with Deshaun Watson before he got hurt that you were seeing almost kind of that where Will Fuller was almost kind of getting phased out a little bit, and, and which was which is smart because... Fuller is the guy who, in his entire career, has not been able to stay on the field, and they want someone that they can
0: trust. And he was getting, and he was getting dinged up before he got dinged out. Uh, Fuller. Um, yeah. any, should we move on? Let's let's find out the, to the listeners. If, let's see if keep an eye on if you got Cootie. See see if he's coming on. If you need a guy, he, he's going to be coming back soon. If he's on the waiver, like Deanie said, he's been available for a while. If you, you need that kind of spot where we've seen we've seen what Watson can do. And I'd say if I was to say both guys are healthy, Demarius and Cootie, I like what Cootie's going to be able to do, even though he's a rookie. So keep your eye on that. Got something to say? Yeah, Maybe just, a, just a short Lamar point because it's,
2: th- this happens every year. There's a the guy that like sparks up right as a waiver wire pickup, and you pick him up, and he's he a flash, and then he gets hurt. And, and and also what happens, and this is it's amazing. that's why every time there's a bye week. The guy should be added on your roster, and everyone drops him because he's on a bye week. These are people in 10-team leagues or whatever the case may be. Um, so when you see the majority. But when you see a guy that has at least 30% share and stays there, that means that, okay, there's the deep dynasty owners that know <laughs> this is a player that we want to have. You know, when you see the guys that are sitting at 5%, 2%, yeah, those I are see. the ones that are just kind of coming out of nowhere. I so like like Kikikuchi Kiki is a guy that has never fallen below... ownership in leagues, so the the smart money is sitting there going, we're just waiting for it to cash in.
0: i make the long bet. uh, Fast wide receiver in the combine this year, Uh, a guy that I'm pretty sure, I wish Mo was here, but pretty sure uh, David T. really liked. Uh, heading into the year, and uh, a dude that we talked to, heading into the fast, summer. Who's the that fastest that was, receiver? Was, yeah, he's fast wide receiver in the country. Well, that
2: also goes to Stags. Who's going to be the deep threat? It's probably going to be him then, if he's as long as that.
0: Him. But they actually, the beauty is they actually had him out of the slot, so it's like this beautiful kind of free. Well, but thing.
2: we've also seen how T.Y. Hilton was a guy that was able to go deep out of the slot too.
0: I agree, and, I, and he was ridiculous. And though. Terry Hill, and anybody else. I mean, so. Let's move over.
3: Unless you want to, you got anything to say about Lamar Miller, unless you did. I mean, I, I think you're starting Lamar Miller. Um, he, he's been so good, you know, uh, over the last couple of weeks. The problem is Washington's one of the tougher teams. So, against the run, against running backs. So, you're a little bit concerned, but the volume's been there and touchdown opportunities. Um, people are now, again, starting to talk about Dante Foreman, though. If you want to burn a roster spot, feel free, but I wanna advocate for a guy off 20 Achilles. I Well
2: no, especially when you got a team in, in, in the Houston who's still contending right now, right? Why would you mess with what you got? Lamar Miller is solid. Is he solid in fantasy? He's he's frustrating in fantasy because he gives you like, okay, I get the decent game but nothing you know, but he's had now he's actually gave you that one game breaker game or two game breaker games, right? Uh, back to back and he and he showed you some some flashes but this is where you get you get you get tripped and so i still say the safe money here is really in the passing game and it's really with just the wide receivers and with watson not with the tight end and miller is your you know you better yeah, miss no, i
0: agree foreman it seems like that's a real
2: that's a real prospective move. Only if you're dynasty and you can keep them. but even them, they're gonna draft somebody
0: else. Don't uh, don't go that route. I'm is going to Houston, Texas next year. That could be interesting. No, uh, that I think that I think that's in Vegas has a favorite. They're gonna be like, Yeah, blow the money. We got a three year window here. Let's let's go for it. Quick
2: point too though for dynasty owners and stuff when you're looking at like a Dante Foreman or someone like that. If you haven't made an impact at this point in time and now this is his second year if yeah, you, yeah if, and if you're and if you've proven to be an injury guy especially at the running back position but even at any position and you can't get on the field unless you get on the field and you completely dazzle don't buy into oh they, they're giving the guy some more work at this point in time and it's going to lead to
0: years down the road It does not ever happen. And also, Foreman was like, uh, was he a late second, maybe third round? But he's also one one-dimensional like, a one-dimensional guy. He's was a draft capital dude. He's
2: not looking like at Alan Kamara as a wide receiver. He can't do any of these other things. So in this NFL, this is not a, a, a body frame and, a, and an agility level that you want to buy into.
0: I agree. Let's go over to the Redskins. But before we do that, Val, Val-, Val-, Val- Verde! you snap better than mine. up
3: is the greatest thing in the world. Except for nice MLT, mutton lettuce and tomato sandwich when the mutton is nice and lean and the tomato is ripe. They're
0: so perky. I love that. Oh, BLTs. That was... Sadly enough, my childhood, the best dish my mom cooked up were BLTs. <laughs> 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 like, oh, I, I... we're eating BLTs and I'm like, yes, something good that I want to eat. You're like You're tomato so pie. bad at cooking. I mean, what? Who said that? <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> No wonder she hates my guts.
2: Um, I hate tomatoes, on. so I can never eat a BLT. You and, I'll, and I'll never forget them. the BLT that I saw. I was at um, Carnegie Deli. So Carnegie yeah. Deli in New York. I know. I got good. my corned beef sandwich set. There was a BLT next to me. First of all, it's bacon, lettuce, and tomato. This doesn't cost a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. The BLT at the Carnegie Deli cost fourteen ninety nine. It had probably... Four tomato slices or five tomato slices, same amount of lettuce and and probably about a pound worth of bacon.
0: <laughs> let's catch Jeez. up. We gotta catch up. All right, right. stag party. Start with the Redskins and let's shimmy, shimmy, move through
3: them. I mean, I don't know who you want to start on the Redskins. You're, you're not getting much love from, you know, Alex Smith. Maurice Harris has been there. Leading receiver in terms of yardage over the last two weeks, so maybe he's a flex play. You know, Jordan Reed okay game, but nothing uh, special. George, and really, Jordan's <laughs> not a even,
0: disappointment, he's five and 30. I mean, remember, you read the your line is five and 50, he's five and he's, uh, and
2: especially when you thought about hey, here's Alex Smith who was only throwing to Travis Kelsey. It should have been good for Jordan Reed. Uh, Jordan
3: yeah. Reed. God, what a horrible it, this player. He's, not, he's a non-starter. Um, and they're using their tight ends and running backs more than any other team in the league. Crazy. Um, just really hasn't worked out. But, uh, you know, who else? Josh Dotson's a touchdown or bust. You know, desperation flex. Um, you know, Chris Thompson's been so banged up that you don't know if you can count on him. But, If he's in there, it should be an opportunity for some game script action uh, because I I think Houston's going to get up uh, and play well.
0: When a guy named Maurice Harris that I had never heard of until someone picked up Maurice Harris uh, is the leading receiver uh, wide receiver on the team, it it seems a little futile. But maybe that kind of rears its head towards the Adrian Peterson season. I mean, I know that i been an really, AP guy Early in his career You've kind of been off him since he left The Vikings for good reason Is this a matchup For Adrian Peterson Where they're going to want to kind of keep it Or keep it in his hands Or is this a shitty one for him
2: I mean look Their success is tied to when Adrian Peterson Gets the ball and has been successful that, that's, This is kind of How the, how they're built um, the it, scary thing just going back to the tight ends real quick. I mean Vernon Davis is only like hundred and seventy yards behind uh Jordan Reed.
0: I'm actually shocked. I figured it would have been I close. thought it was gonna be closer to I thought it was gonna it. get closer. I thought I
2: thought Vernon actually maybe had more. Vernon
3: <laughs> had
0: one game. This he had year. one game. No, but that just shows you. I'm not saying Vernon's been great, but he two had two games. He had two games. A there. 70 yarder and a 62 yarder. And those aren't even great games. But I he, was going we must have all been playing against him when he had that one game. Probably. Redskins, crazy. Uh, points for the offense, uh 19 and a half. Points for the defense, nineteen and a half. This is uh, their defense has been holding them down and their offense has been holding them down. The
3: problem with Adrian Peterson guys is the line.
0: Mm-hmm. They
3: they've got guards that are not healthy, they've got tackles that are not healthy. So it's just an overall health the offensive line issue because that's what he was really playing well was when this offensive line was just mauling people in front of him. I don't see that forthcoming so he's more of a touchdown or bust flex play. I love it. All right, let's move on from
0: this, match, this matchup, uh, and, but before we do, let's listen to this.
1: No! Hello, birthday. Hello. My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die.
0: <laughs> oh my God, Ser- these are serious clips tonight, Houdini. I love it. All right. Wait, well, you've I never seen the Princess Bride? <laughs> I, I know. I know. I have. It's 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 it's, it's, uh, it's different than. Where is it? What was it? Uh, what's the uh, Dr. Brule? Oh, oh yeah. yes, Dr. Brule. <laughs> um, okay, we got Tennessee. I'm shocked that I forgot. I was thinking about Dr. Brule the other day. Um, Tennessee Titans at Indianapolis Colts. Let's start with the Titans. Obviously, the last two games, Mariota's come out of the doldrums and looked like uh, you know a, a, a competent quarterback coming off a big victory against New England. Henry finally having a good game. Stag Party, I'm going to let you talk. Lewis getting his uh getting his sound bites in against his old team. Yeah, how about it, huh? I, I love, I love, it. I love that,
2: it. That was some great smack talk. I, I mean, love it. How many ex-Patriots were on that team? Him Butler, well, the coach Varyball obviously. And Vrabel,
0: right. Um you go cheap, you get cheap. Which is just like, to be honest, the guy should have. It, I like that he's saying that, but the same thing. He would be literally so far out of the league if, if if their staff at the Patriots hadn't dug deep and said, you know, what, this guy's a baller. He keeps getting hurt, but if he can stay healthy, like no well, what one does would that go say that though?
2: deep. But what does that say? Okay, so maybe it, it, says, it's something his, it says something about gone It says something about him, right? right? But it also maybe says something about the organization. To here's a guy that. This organization resurrected, and yet he's left with such a sour taste in his mouth. Probably because they gave him all that feed when he was starting to come up, right? And, oh, we love you. We're going to do this for you. We believe in you. And then they just fucking. Just- I mean,
0: well, I'll tell you what it is. They didn't match. Right? They had the opportunity to match, and he wanted. He think he wanted to go to the uh, Titans instead of stay with the. 40 uh, the the Patriots. They didn't mash and then he got pissed. But it's also out.
2: kind of interesting too. We've seen the emergence of James White this year. I don't know, we've done a lot more. We're in person, so we do more tangents. But
0: uh, James is <laughs> starting to check himself. No, no, right? he's all he's all good. Which just good. Is he? No no, no, man. no, no. But,
2: not, but my point is is that you had James White when he was there, it seemed like he sh- over he dwarfed James White. And maybe at the same time the Organization looked at it and went, you know what? If we don't have to split James White between him and Dion Lewis, I think we can get as much as we're getting out
0: of the two of them through just James White. And if that's the case, they've been proven correct this year. And I think they also thought. Remember, Rex Burkhead was going to be a big part of it. I bet you he's a little pissed, uh, Lewis, thinking like, "Fucking Burkhead! When has this guy stayed healthy? When has he done anything?" You know what it is? It's like, well, I
2: would let Stacks end up talking yeah. about this whole game, but. What it's like going to play in like as a running back in New England, it's like going to Alabama as a running back. You may be the best thing in sliced bread
0: and the highest thing, but you know what? There's four other guys that are just as, the same way, and you may not ever play. I'd say it's more like being a, a hot female porn star and going to vivid videos. You think you're awesome, but there's a lot of I, other I, I, hot brawls.
2: You're, you're engaged. Rock. I'm married. I, yeah. I, 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 wait, I don't, wait, what? I don't know the whole... The, Think about why, is vivid bad? No, it's is, like it's like the, is it like the AFL? Uh, it's great. It's like the it's <laughs> great. All right, <laughs> Stats, go ahead. Kill
3: kill the uh, the the Titans out for us. Uh, Marcus Mariota, you know, gets a Colts defense uh, that's still exploitable. He's got you know nearly 300 yards passing in two of his last three games against the team. Um, you know, Dion Lewis over the last three weeks is averaging 115 scrimmage yards. I think he's somebody who should be locked into your lineup as an RB two, especially in PPR leagues. Uh, Henry right now is really just a touchdown dependent player because even though he had two touchdowns last week, that they were up big for a lot of the game, and he still ended up with what 11 or 12 carries. Um, he's really yards. He's really only being The goal line back Like um, And and if he's not getting Clock killing situations Which I don't think he will Against the Colts Then it's going to be tough for him At wide receiver It's Corey Davis and nobody else Corey Davis is a wide receiver Three who's You know Hit or miss Uh, And You know We've seen a little bit more From Johnny Smith The last couple weeks Finding finding the end zone A couple times But other than that Taiwan Taylor, you know, missed last week. Enough to, make you be... and enough to make you pick him up? No. Okay. Just, but just say there's a lot of people at tight end that are you're just hoping for a touchdown. But Marcus
2: Mariota has has looked better, right? Yeah, yeah, and the offenses look better. And that hand was the problem too. And now, and Corey Davis is, I'm sorry, but Corey Davis is no, the dude, ultimate think- key to making Mariota be worth anything. And if Corey Davis finally starts showing up, those of you who invested in Corey Davis and stuck with him or those of you that were lucky enough to kind of grab him when people got soured on him, you may start seeing dividends down the road here.
0: And I would say also just foreshadowing, not necessarily to this season, and maybe this doesn't help you, but a little bit of normalization, getting into the variable, getting into the whole situation that's happening now here with this team... For next year, I think a lot of these players, Mariota, definitely Corey Davis, uh, hopefully, Lewis. Not so much Henry. But I feel like if they can, th- this is a whole new. This is I don't, a whole new I, I don't step. believe it. Okay, here's this is it. a whole new step. I, know, I feel Like next year, that that the, the what I'm seeing out of Corey and what I'm seeing out of Mariota, like it could be just like finally, like the middle of the season, second of the season. It's kind of finally like, all right, we get the system. We're we're gelling together. Let and, me let me play something out for you and, and see how you how, how you digest it, both of you.
2: I look at. You have Vrabel, is the first year coach, right? Yep. You got Matt Nagy as the first year coach, right? You got Pat Shermer as the first year coach. Older school. Vrabel and Shermer are older school, and Shermer was a guy who was an innovative offensive mind. Yet he's got Barkley. He knows where his bread is buttered, and we're gonna we're gonna earn the game, run the game, run the ball. They have, they have, Raybull kind of does the same thing. And so it's like where you then have these other teams that are doing what Sean McVay, Matt Nagy, Doug Peterson, these other guys are doing, is coming in and being like, nope. We're going to do the whole thing, we're going to stretch out, we're going to give you confusion, we're going to misdirection you all over the fucking place, we're going to make it confusing. So that school. Vrabel's old school where it's like you can kind of almost line up on these guys and be like, this is where Corey Davis may be good, but you know, guys that are extreme talents, and I'll tell you what, if you put Taywan Taylor on about 13 other teams, he becomes a guy that you would be starting on a weekly basis in fantasy football. But he's locked into this team where he does not, not get the opportunities and does not have the creativity in the offense to take advantage of what skills he brings to the table.
0: Maybe well, so, but may, what would, and, and maybe not too much, of what would happen if uh, Delaney Walker didn't get hurt? I don't know. I'm not, I agree with you. I don't think Vrabel and this offense does innovative. Delaney Walker doesn't uh, make
2: him innovative. It just makes him more, more old school. I agree. This team. is how we do it. He's a, well, de-
3: he's a defensive guy. That's not how the offense really has been. It, it's LaFleur, and, and LaFleur's worked with Shanahan, and he's worked with he's Sean McBerry. Last McCarrie. year, he was the offensive coordinator for the Rams. Yeah, he's he's been mixing it up. Lots of different formations. It hasn't just been I-formation football with Henry. Or else Henry would be the lead be, back. Yeah, yeah. Do
2: they not have the right players, or do they not have the right person running it? Or
3: is it I not think, the offensive line This problem? Well, the offensive line the has been banged up, but... It's it's going from the hammer system of, you know, I can't even remember his fucking name. He was so bad that they had last year. Smash, exotic, Smash Mouth. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Going from that. Was it Hunt? Was it Was it Hunt? Or? No, uh, was it Huntsman's been gone for a few years. But going from that system to this one just takes a lot of personnel changes that can't be done in an off season. Well, and they also maybe didn't make all of the free
2: agency moves that let's was move the on. did to change yeah. their offense to.
3: All right, go on. Colts. Um, now you're taking it's, – it's a big test, man. This, it's four and five for the Colts. They're starting to play well. They haven't allowed a sack in like three or four weeks. Um, yeah, Vlog used to run for his life. Yeah, you know. He's got all the time in the world in the pocket. They've got road breeders on the offensive line. It's, my favorite,
0: is- story. it's my favorite story of the last half. Chris Ballard's
3: it's a badass,
0: it's but I've been I saying that for years. I know yeah. <laughs> but I, it's my favorite story, the fact that we've talked on this show about how they just cannot put uh, uh, anyone, uh, a system in place to protect... Their greatest asset, and one of the best prospected quarterback, and a guy that's gotten it done in luck, and now they're just fucking doing it. And you not know? only
2: not only one, not only so, no sacks in the last four story. games, one sack in the last five games.
3: Sick. Stags run with it. I'm sorry, dude. Yeah, I'm just Marlon Mack. You know he's looked really good. He's being really effective, but sometimes he's not getting this giant volume of opportunities. He's getting. You know, 13 or 15 touches. I, I do think we're going to see some more games like uh, previously, but I do think Mack's going to be pretty good in this one. Uh, you know, Jordan Wilkins ended up with a 53-yard run last week but really didn't do much else. Naheem Hines wasn't really involved.
0: This is well, The crazy thing about that, sorry to interrupt you, but um, Naheem Hines started the game. They didn't even I was watching the game and I was all in on Mac last minute it was like oh, I'm, I'm going Mac over Duke Johnson. Didn't turn out to be the right call. But Naeem Hines was the starter on their first drive. Like, what the fuck's going on? Like and I think that's Reich doing taking a little playbook of what he learned last year with the Eagles and being like, you know what? I'm going to be changing it up. There's no set system here. We're going to play around with stuff. Sorry, bud.
3: Yeah, and they're running a lot of two tight end sets. Now that Jack Doyle's back healthy, they're running three tight end sets. Uh, you know, we got a guy named Mo Alley Cox out there catching touchdowns. Uh, over the last couple weeks, Eric Ebron ends up with three, uh, including a rushing touchdown. You know, Jack Doyle was the main proponent before the bye week uh, a couple weeks ago. They, they're they mixing all their guys, and the one guy who really isn't in on the action yet is T.Y. Hilton. So, you know, probably against Malcolm Butler, who's been, you know, bad uh, for a majority <laughs> of the season. I, I could see T.Y. Hilton, you know, getting a deep one. Um, so, I, I think Hilton's in play, but I think either of those tight ends, Doyle or Ebron, you're starting um, Ebron's risky though because he's touchdown or bust. But he's got 10 fucking Duh. touchdowns. I mean,
0: he he's doesn't seem to be busting very often. The other thing I'll In, say, a, in, a, in a negative bust way. He's busting out. Let's say this about Andrew Luck,
2: right? Does Andrew Luck, for those people that took the chance on him and invested on him, in the sixth, seventh round of their drafts, or in uh, their auction leagues that bought him and got a value at 15 to $20, $24 uh, for a guy who could be a top five quarterback. And he's starting to, he's basically been that for you. And the other thing is, have you looked at his schedule for the playoffs?
0: Is it beautiful? It's oh, rough.
2: you think it's rough? Yeah. Okay. Tennessee this week, then. Tennessee's at, tough. At Jacksonville. Is Jacksonville the, the defense that they were? Still tough. Still tough. Okay. At Houston. Those are all okay. at Houston. But but these, these aren't the playoffs. These are division games. But these aren't the playoffs. You know and what? What have they traditionally done to Houston, even with JJ Watt there? What did Ty Hilton mm-hmm. normally do to Houston? Score three touchdowns against them every game. I want to hear the right. so that, that playoffs. So then, playoff first week is at Houston. Then Dallas Cowboys. Are you scared of that defense? No, they just suck opportunity. New York Giants. It's a decent defense, but it's also not scary defense. I'm sorry, that's at home. And that's so, week what? what we that's week said. 16. So their playoff games are at
0: Houston, Dallas, and New York. I uh, think, and, and Dallas and New York are at home. I think, in all honesty, I, I think that that locks a little bit uh, unaffected by the defense uh, to a little bit of a degree. But now that the offense line so is so much better, and Max. Being and they actually have some run situation. It's been a different last a handful of games than it was okay, the first seven. First seven, Luck led like by a large margin. Well, I, Cousins was throwing a lot too at the beginning of the season, but, here's but Luck was just chucking it a, a ton. Let me give you a ju- kind of level let me give you a
2: juxtaposition though. Yeah. I have Kirk Cousins and Andrew Luck in the league yeah. that I have, yeah, yeah, that I'm going to yeah. be in the playoffs yeah. in, and I'm going to go back and forth between who I'm starting. And it's not going to be like, oh, this is my quarterback Well, oh, I think I'll
0: start Luck over Cousins every day of the week. Well, Cousins playoffs are
2: at New England. I will be starting Luck. Yes. <laughs> at Houston. Okay. The next week is at Seattle. And I'll probably be starting Luck uh, in that one at home against Dallas yeah. because yeah. of the fact that uh, Seattle runs the ball as much as they do. But I will start Cousins if I get to the championship game because he's at Detroit.
0: But Detroit... No, you're right. Detroit's like his seventh, I think, and yeah.
2: So with, but it's truly where it becomes matchup oriented. These are two top quarterbacks, right? But Luck is a top quarterback again, just more so
0: than Cousins. More
2: because they throw the ball so much, and they don't have that that true faith in the running game. And they are also a team that just runs so many goddamn plays a game. Got, before
3: before we go to the next game, let's we'll talk about it? Luck though, because. Over the last three weeks, 23 attempts, 31 attempts, 29 attempts. Since the return of Marlon Mack, this it's is a now. much more balanced offense. Gone oh, now. But he's he he he, well, well, he done improving What's he done though? What's he done He does, I mean, the yardage, 285, 239, Do they run touchdowns? Occasionally. But Luck has 4-3-3. Three, three, and <laughs> four in the game before that. Right. I mean, he's got the second most touchdowns in the league behind... Yeah. Patrick Mahomes. Close closely. And it's
2: not even but it's, but, but it's based on that reason. Marlon Mack is a great guy for that burst if he gets the long run and he can do it. But is Marlon Mack the guy when you're lined up at the one yard line, here's what you're either
0: gonna do with, with luck. We're on board. I know, I know. You're either gonna We're play action or you're gonna luck sneak. I'm or not you're gonna bootleg like luck. I still love luck. It just it's just normalized. Yeah, at the no, no, of the season, it was just like Fuck it, chuck it, Luck is just like I got nothing. I'm I'm throwing this shit around. It's normalized, but he's still. But he's, here's this still Here, top Here's,
2: here's luck's for touchdowns. We
0: gotta move on. I today. know. In the first three
2: weeks, he, he threw two, two, one. He has not thrown less than three touchdowns since.
0: Right. Right. Getting a lot done. Hey, guys, I'm I'm all in on Luck. I would I would just start him over Cousins. And the
2: crazy thing is, he has had zero rushing touchdowns this year. And when you look at him uh, traditionally in his uh, in his history, this is a guy who rushes for
0: touchdowns. All right, done. Go on. Panthers. Oh no! Hold on. Did we already do uh, recently? Did we do an ad? My short-term memory is not great. Skip no, it. no, we did, we did, oh, okay. we did, we did. We're so good. let's go to the uh, Carolina Panthers at the Detroit Lions. We'll start with the Panthers. I believe you have Cam uh, ranked pretty high, fourth on the week or so. Um, let's uh, let's let's start with uh, whoever you want. I mean, Christian McCaffrey has pretty much proven himself. I mean, they dropped Anderson, they dumped him. Uh, How about? That? There's really no. There's besides Ezekiel Elliott, it's almost like uh, McCaffrey is the biggest workhorse in the NFL right now. And you never would have thought that when he was coming out. Never would have thought. Well, that.
3: in terms of snaps, he's n- really never coming off the field. So never coming that, off the field. That's great for him. Um, you know, you're starting him. I think you're starting Cam. It should have been a better game for Cam, but they got boat raced uh, against the Steelers. <laughs> Um,
2: That's a nice way to say it.
3: You know, looking at the other options, though, the Detroit Lions were so banged up against the Bears last week, you know, missing Darius Slay. And then when you take away the top corner, everybody else gets elevated. And their second through fifth quarters are are real bad. (laughs) So if Slay's out again, man, this lines up well for the wide receivers but i just don't know if you're going to need them so but but here's the thing too
2: so against the bears you saw the defensive backs arguing with each other right after a play they almost every play the week before against the vikings the same thing so they've had and, and they're coached by Matt Patricia but who's a defensive coordinator before he came over here this defense continually, week after week now, and now we're in the middle of the year, this should not be happening, has looked confused. So if I'm going at a trend, I will take my chances, especially knowing that I'm playing in a, in a controlled environment. It's on the road in Detroit, but it's in a dome. So I like DJ Moore, and I like um, uh, Devin Funches and I like Greg Olson,
3: and I love Christian McCaffrey. I mean, I like Greg Olson. I like... Uh... Christian McCaffrey. I'm not sure about the wide receivers because the volume just might not be there. And, but and that's at, how it's always been. But look at what Allen Robinson and Anthony Miller just did to them last week. Yeah, but they're not going to throw 40 times, and they're not going to, you know, like did the Bears throw 40 times last week? The Bears were very active in the pass game early. And I, like, if we're talking about a team that's very run focused, if if it's not Seattle, it's Carolina. True, but you know. I They I, like to play the slower paced right. style. It's Ron Rivera, older run school, run I get it. I get it. Like the the opportunities for the wide receivers just aren't huge on a weekly basis. That means you have to pick one of them. But but
2: here's the difference. What I'm saying is sure. where the opportunity is again with the mis- the, the whole confusion that they've had in their back in their defensive backfield over the last two weeks and the confusion on defense, that leads to big plays. And that's what they've given up over the last two weeks is big plays. So when I'm looking at this, this is where I'm, I'm a big, if I want to put my emphasis on one receiver, I'm going D.J. Moore on this one because he's the big play guy in that offense. He's the guy that they're going to, it's either going to be him or Curtis Samuel, and maybe it's both of those two. That, that do it, but Curtis Samuel is a guy that I'll never trust to start uh, in a fantasy league because of the amount that they don't throw and everything else. DJ Moore is a guy that they are, have a lot more invested in. and But well, you
0: can't trust them on your fantasy lineup, Quite, really. I've
2: been playing DJ Moore, and it's been hurting me right now, but I'm yeah. going to tell you what. <laughs> I'm going back to the well because it's going to hit this week, and it's one of those ones. He's in my flex spot. I. I'm playing him there because it's him or it's Taylor Gabriel or it's like I have, th- those are the guys that are, that are, I do have Anthony Miller, so maybe it's Anthony Miller this week. I'd but, say it's Anthony Miller. Well, that's based off of last week, but again, based on matchup, it would be, a, it would be DJ Moore. All right, right. we'll will, we'll re
0: we'll revisit. I'll this take one. DJ
2: Moore going against that secondary than going against. Uh, you know, I know Anthony Miller's not going to face uh, uh, Rhodes or whatever, but he's going to have to deal with the safeties, and that means Harrison Smith. I don't want him to deal with that. Still moment, momentum style. I it, looks
0: like, it looks like the pendulum swinging. And I may have to play him because I'm going to be there with you, and I yeah. have to root for it. But you don't want you don't want to have him going up, but. No. Meh, meh. I him? Got anything else on uh, Panthers? Uh, Olsen? He, I think he's had Olsen's, three TDs in uh, the last four games was back. he's third. You have him as your third tight end this week in your rankings, you and Wheeler.
3: Yeah, he's been locked in. Uh, I much prefer Olsen to any of the wide receivers on that team right now. Cool. Let's Fair go enough.
0: over to the Detroit side of this giggity game. Um,
2: Start with, start, with, um, start, with, start with the running game. Yeah, start, start with, with Kerryon Johnson. Yeah. Start with uh, something you want to talk about. Well, Kerryon Johnson's a guy that I like to talk about. Uh, you know, they finally have kind of figured it out. It's kind of it's like taking both of the uh, uh, Detroit and uh, Mike McCarthy half of the season to figure out, that hey, these are the two best running backs, you know, Aaron Jones and, and Kerryon Johnson. These guys are clearly the best running backs in your running back room. Why are you not playing these guys? And I, I think it was nice to see for for Carry on last week. It's that he had kind of an up and down game against the Bears, right? Um, he, he was kind of got stymied for for a good portion of the game, and then all of a sudden it broke up when he had to catch and he, and he caught it for a touchdown. Um, but that's what he gives you. So the fact that he had he had six catches in the, in, as a receiver last week on seven targets, so he's converting on most of his targets. Um, Against the Bears, which was a tough run defense, it was 14 carries for 51 yards for not, not extremely effective, but to still be able to add what you're doing as a receiver and the fact that he also rushed for a touchdown. So, against all of what he was facing, how can you not like, as this
0: rookie from Auburn has shown you all year, he's a damn good player. And I think, and I'm going to hand the baton over to Stag Party, I think the one thing that's different with uh, I think what Aaron uh, Jones had going against him was the suspension and maybe a little bit of a hangover and the staff being like, quit being a douchebag, and then having three people that are competing with them. where I think maybe what was going on a little bit with uh, On Johnson was like, hey let's let this guy become better at, at, at protecting the quarterback. Let's let this guy become better at understanding and the speed of the NFL let him learn this the uh, the playbook a little bit better and i think carry on ever since they realized like he was kind of like taking off then they kind of took the took the um, you know the 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 bump the, the, the uh i don't even know what to say the the pads off and said all right just do your thing you're there go get him yeah um,
3: my thought is that Carrion's locked in as an RB2, you know, even with, you know, the return of Theo Riddick, you know, from the injury uh, he had suffered a couple weeks ago even with him back in the lineup Carrion's still running, you know a decent number of routes he's their preferred, you know, snap leader in the clubhouse now Uh, I I do think it's better when Theo Riddick's not there, but you know, he's locked in Uh, fire him up, uh the question is can this offensive line gel again? Because they were gelled for a while, but then, you know, they started suffering some injuries and their depth just isn't there. And Matthew Stafford's been getting sacked six, eight, eight times a game and getting hit and busted, and that's really affected their passing game, especially when you have no Golden Tate, who was their hot receiver on a you know wide variety of these routes. And also considering you're not using the tight end at all You're using them you know, less than any other team in the league um, On top of that you
2: have Marvin Jones now Who has a potential knee injury that may slow him down If not keep him out
3: If Marvin Jones is out then uh, all the chips are going to be in on Galladay Golly But I do think Marvin Jones could be fine out there and I think he's a you know, pretty decent play. I, I, I like corners who are going to run vertical routes uh, against the Panthers because that's where they seem to be weakest because they play a cover three shell. So if they're playing a cover three shell, the way you can really attack that is by pushing your receivers vertically you know, down the sidelines. And, that. and that's something that you know, uh, Galladay and Marvin Jones can both do. But without that hot read wide receiver, if you're getting pressure – who, he doesn't have a go-to because these other guys are trying to push the ball down the field.
0: Has a Marvin, since the departure of Tate, which we know is only two weeks ago, has it seemed, and, and I've watched not as much uh, of Detroit's games as I, I'd like to like to admit, but doesn't it seem like he's going a little shorter in the routes? Don't, doesn't it feel like he's a little closer to the line of scrimmage and, and where they're trying to get him the ball?
2: No, I think they've still taken shots for him down the field, but the problem has been that where Stafford and him used to have that solid chemistry, timing, and everything, it's just off this year. It's it's just kind of one of those ones like... It was a game like Taylor Gabriel last week, right? I don't know what he finished with. It was hardly any catches, no. but there were there were like four deep targets for him, and they were all like... It, not even really close, and that's the problem with him and Marvin Jones, with him and Stafford right now, is that even when the, when they're missing, it's not like they're missing close and like you're just off. You're like, oh, it's just going to be there. It's kind of like how you felt with Deshaun Jackson when Jameis Winston is throwing the ball. Yeah, and for whatever the reason is this year, Stafford had it with him last year. They don't have it right now.
0: Can I ask you a question? This is something that's more on the tools that we use than that, that are big in the uh, industry. And I'm gonna I'm gonna point this to Stag Party, Air Yards. We know that, um, that that's that's a that's a big thing. Uh, that website, Airyards.com, or whatever. Does do, when you're when the, when they're going for long passes but totally missing them, those are fully curing Airyard. It's about. Make hit it or miss it. Um, how far down the field that, that those throws are happening? Yeah, right?
3: it, it's yardage measured vertically <coughs> from the line of scrimmage. So is is Marvin still an air yards guy? Is
0: Galladay the air yards oh, so guy? You're talking about like the percentage of guys that catch the longer passes. There is there's a website. There's a trend in the industry right now about looking at receivers and basing a lot of their essential. On on air yards instead of being the next Landry and getting getting a dip and dunk, uh, dink and dunk. Basically, what
3: air yards can tell you is sort of a weighted opportunity Mm -hmm. of how far down the field guys are being targeted. So, if, like, over the last two weeks, uh, Marvin Jones has 177 air yards, uh, which is, you know pretty good. It's not the best. Uh, Josh Horton's currently the leader over the last two weeks with uh, 364 air yards.
2: Wow, okay, so that shows you here's the opportunities for big play the gainers, yes. Like where's Marquise Goodwin on there as a guy who's like a burner, but he. Well, doesn't... On, but before
0: you go, there, before you yeah. go, there, before we go there, I want I want to know where Galladay is. It's oh, Galladay okay. and, and He hasn't and
2: really everybody. been used as much as I think as as, as Jones, which is scary. I mean, but Galladay I think, had a nice week. Last... You know what I think though is we talked about how many times he's getting sacked. I don't
3: think they have as many areas. I agree. He's I, getting agree. I agree.
0: That's a good yes. point.
3: That matters. Um, so Galladay, man. Not in the list
0: right really. Okay, there you go. There you go. It's all good. I'm yeah. not trying to put you, Johnny, on the spot. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? Is, is Ebron still on the lines? No, he's not. Do they wish they was? Uh, he was? Maybe they do. Look, sounds like a guy that Luck is uh, hitting and utilizing a lot more than Stafford. And you want to know what I'm hitting and utilizing? Mel Mertes! You see a distant fellow. I hate to kill
1: him. You
0: seem a decent fan. I hate to die. <laughs> All right, uh, Staggs, anything you want to say to close out the alliance or if you want to keep going on the air yards? Oh, hey Amen. I was just thinking, like, with uh, Tate gone and kind of air yard guys who so I think both Marvin and Gala they are, now one of them's kind of got to be that, 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 that quicker possession receiver, and maybe that just doesn't work. <laughs>
3: Yeah, um I don't know why he's not showing up in the list. So. Come on,
0: what's the what's the guy's name? Frisco Josh. For Josh.
3: Come on, Josh!
0: Yeah. Sweet sight. Um not I wasn't saying that facetiously. It is a sweet sight. <laughs> Alright, well you said Josh, so throw a shout out to Josh's hot dogs.
2: <laughs> Hey, go to Josh's Hot Dogs, either in Northbrook uh, Northbrook,
3: Northbrook, uh, or Deerfield. Kenny Galladay has 230, which is like top 10 in the league. Top 10. Over the last two weeks. And then where did you say, uh, um, where, where was Marvin? 177, which is, you know, 20th. Give all right, so maybe he's going to be more of the possession. By yeah. the way,
2: on the, on the local shout out, hey, hey, Kaplan, I haven't talked to you in a while, but hey, hey, uh, I love your, I
0: love your hot dogs, buddy. Yeah, hey, Kaplan, I talk to you, I, I, give you shit all the time. You do your hot dogs, <laughs> your hot dogs are just average. whoa oh! and your French fries did nothing on Dewey's. Well, now we'll find out if he listens to the podcast. He doesn't. What, <laughs> but I text his wife all the time, and she still tells me that i I'm, I'm her favorite. A <laughs> friend, friend, oh. friend. Oh. She's my best friend from high school. All right, true story. Uh, love you, Bubs. If you are listening, um, love you, Josh. Love you. Uh, let's go over to Denver Broncos at Los Angeles Chargers. But before we do that, let's help keep the lights on and maybe even uh, help Houdini get a faster computer. <laughs> Zing! <laughs> Holla! Alright, Broncos, Chargers, uh, let's start with the visiting team. Uh, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let him start and we're gonna we're gonna fill it in a oh, little bit. I'm gonna say it? one thing. Case Keenum, this
2: is what you can expect out of the guy. High end, he's gonna throw for 320 yards with two touchdowns and an interception. Low end, he's going to throw for 260 yards with two touchdowns and an interception. Go!
3: Yeah, we'll be lucky if we're getting two touchdowns from Case Keenum. Uh, against the Chargers, D. I don't like. I don't like the matchup, man. Is um, Bosa back? Not yet. I mean, he could be at any time. I don't know. I don't. I think they're going to save him. I don't think you need as the Chargers. You, you, you pretty. You've done pretty well. Against You gotta this? save him for Kansas City. Yeah, I mean I think I think they'll hold it off a little bit. But you know, the Broncos are a run another one of these run based teams. Um Philip Lindsay's been the main guy with Royce Freeman out, uh you know, Freeman likely back in the action, but he's sort of a touchdown vulture. Besides that, not much more.
0: He's a goal yeah, goal line, goal line vulture. Yeah, he's got to be within the, the the three yard line situation, and still even an eye test, he didn't look great in those. Situations. The
3: yardage should come from Emmanuel Sanders and Cortland Sutton. Uh, you know, Sanders has been you know a great pick this season. He's got seven hundred and seven receiving yards, three touchdowns on fifty six catches. He's been the main guy. Cortland Sutton, you know. Uh, he really needs to step up after, you know, they traded away Demarius Thomas. But the guy who really stepped up in the wake of Demarius Thomas was Jeff Hierman, yeah, who caught 10 passes, uh, had a career high in receiving yards and a TD, uh, and just had a, two, a TD and two straight. So, you know, I don't look for this offense to be all that great. But I think there's, you know, a number of workable pieces here. Well, the thing also, this is where, where I'm talking about Case Keenan
2: being in that range, that two touchdown, one interception. He's, gonna, he's not a guy that, that really tries to force things, which is why he doesn't throw a ton of interceptions. So, is that good game manager guy, he'll, he'll check down and he'll do what, what's necessary. He's got but, a lot of them this year. What? Ten picks. Okay. And how many? Has he, has he thrown more than two in, the last, uh, in any of his last five games? I'll, I'll look up. It
0: doesn't matter. It doesn't no,
2: matter. No, but it, it's almost every week. He's been on my... Uh, he had a lot of those interceptions early. Here, I'm pulling up right now. So, his game long, uh interceptions over his last... Uh, he hasn't had more... He had three interceptions in week one, and he's only thrown one interception every single week in the <laughs> The last week where he threw none. So, I think I'm pretty much right. If you go for those last since week five... Two You're right. touchdowns, one interception. Two touchdowns, one interception. One and one, two and one, one and zero. Oh. You're right. He's going to get garbage yards in this game. I expect them to be down, so I expect him to get some of those garbage yards late. But the good thing about him is that even when they're down in these games, um, he's not making the dumb throw. So he's not he, he's not putting you into into truly harm's way. So again, when I'm looking at it from a game to game perspective. I mean he's literally been about 260-320 to 320 and he's thrown a couple 370s and then thrown a 190 in there. So take out the high and the low and this is what your average mean is. That's what he is. He's a 320-260 to 260 yard thrower, two touchdowns, one interception, he's not going to rush for hardly any yards, maybe give you a 10 yards here or there. But it's solid and in a, in a game where you might be, maybe you, you figure that they're getting blown out, and if they get blown out, that's even better for them because yep. that's where, that's
0: where you get your fantasy points. You've got to be the garbage time, the time where as, when you're going against them, you look at them like, oh, nice. The reason that why the reason why
2: Sage Rosenfeld is even known as a name in fantasy football. By the way,
0: Sage Rosenfeld is a great Twitter follow. He's a great analyst. He's phenomenal. He is. Good He's good. out of Minnesota. He's a Viking guy. Uh, to if you watch him this he, week. He's a good Twitter follower. What do you What do you want to say on this one? And if nothing, move over to the Los Angeles.
3: I think ah. I, geez, I hit everybody. I'm just not excited about this offense. This yeah, it's up to me. By the way, can I just celebrate?
2: That's one of those times where I get to pull the stats, and I actually got I got Stags on stats. Yeah. That's kind of like Stags will never like you know like go back on something that he says. He's got re- ten re-
0: interceptions. We can too. tell you're happy.
2: three in week three one. Three in week
0: one. We can tell you're happy. Hey. It's all good. I win once in a while. I get to celebrate. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Sometimes <laughs> we sneak one by. It's true. Stag party is is pretty impressive. So when you it's get tough. A, when it's tough. It's really tough when you get, when you get a victory, I, I can respect. That's what I I say say respect it. It. I'm saying. I'm respecting him. When I when I when I when I, when I say something, he's like, "Well, I totally not. I I get I, all I totally couldn't agree less." <laughs> I mean more. <laughs> and then you're just like, alright, so everything that I said so oh, or you made and a great choice, but
2: you didn't think about this. It's no, kind really of like awesome. you're you're our uh, what do you call, it, Ace Ventura. Well, there's just one thing.
3: Let
0: me ask you a question. <laughs> All, All right, right. my parking meters the $15,
3: so let's keep uh, this oh. rolling. All right, parking meter on. All right, hang on. I'm, I'm going Go to give you $2. I'm
2: <laughs> going to better, right you. You give you $2 to keep that's you here longer. I'll give you 5 to keep you longer. That's
3: like five minutes. I'll today. give you $5. I'll
2: <laughs> give you here for an right? Yeah.
0: Okay, good. I'll, I'll give you an extra 30 minutes of time to pay for it. He can afford the the Go to the Los <laughs> Angeles
3: Chargers, Mr. Party. I like everybody on the Los Angeles Chargers against... Uh, the Denver Broncos. So them. Melvin Gordon locked in like he should be every all week, week every day. Uh, you know what they've given up. You know before their bye week, they were getting eaten alive by opposing running backs. I think Melvin Gordon keeps that going. Um, you know, looking at the other players, you know Keenan Allen, he's been less than spectacular, but caught a again. touchdown. Uh, You know, the yardage. Just he hasn't had one of these blow up games because the Chargers have just been sort of handling people and sort of taking it, you know, fairly easy and not running a ton of plays and not pushing anything. Uh, So it'll be interesting to see what it turns out. We need the Broncos to actually play well to unlock the full potential of the Chargers. No, no, that
2: I'll agree with Mm -hmm. because I worry about this one.
3: That's
2: (laughs) I've worried about the Chargers kind of. As we've had the true evolution, and I would say this year is the final true evolution of of, of Melvin Gordon as a stud, 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 don't deny the studness. This is the guy who you're (laughs) going to... No, no, like they, even if there's the warm weather team, uh, Phillip Rivers, who used to throw the ball 45, 50 times a game, he hasn't attempted more than 30 passes... uh, once, none, none, none in the last five weeks. So this is the problem for Philip Rivers is that Melvin Gordon has been so effective and their defense has been so good that he hasn't had to do what they were doing before. Because before they were a fledgling team, right? So you got great fantasy points out of, out of Rivers because they had to come back and they had to put up. Uh, They're down 17 points in the fourth quarter. So here goes Rivers, and he gives you 150 yards passing in the fourth quarter. He doesn't have to do that anymore. Those are now Melvin Gordon giving you an extra 50 yards in the fourth quarter. Yeah, he's
0: 18-22. to But also... Melvin Gordon, one of the reasons you look at his stats from rushing, yeah. they're not mind blowing. What he's been able to do is like literally, he is a receiver, he's a running, he's a How dual, dual threat. And the touchdowns <laughs> from both running and receiving. Right. Yeah. He's like literally, uh, he's almost, he's not there, but he's almost but like in scary. the Roger Craigie type of zone where it's like, in a game where he's not killing it on the rushing yards, he's got ninety over
3: receivers. Over with Austin Eckler there. Over the last five oh. weeks, oh. Melvin Gordon's played in three games. He's still the number six <laughs> running back in standard. <laughs> How many touchdowns in those three games? Uh,
2: I got four. Gotta think it's like, think it's like oh. four rushing, one receiver. Okay, I was gonna say I five or six. I'm like. He has just been all world, and, and that's that's the thing too is that number you know in the red zone it's now become Melvin Gordon because think about this you would have been Philip Rivers I think would have been more three touchdowns and Melvin Gordon may not have been as effective this year if Hunter Henry never tears his ACL in, in place.
0: This is a good this is a good segue. Is Hunter Henry, the, the word out, maybe it was a couple over the past couple weeks, but we, uh, me and Mo didn't bring it up on the show last week. They're saying Hunter Henry might be available for the playoffs. It, could he come back earlier? Is this a guy that you would tell fantasy owners that have a deep bench and shitbox uh, tight ends to pick up for maybe a week 16 or a week 15? Or is that not at all? Is this more of like, hey... With, I wouldn't with, think, we're, think so. We're, talk, we're talking week one, week two. I wouldn't. Um, I, wouldn't I wouldn't think so. I, I, look,
2: right. this is no. You're, you're 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 probably wasting a roster spot. Definitely. Okay. Okay. Well, well, just want. Just want. Just want to feel that. I, you know. I, I, mean, I, mean, I as, it's, as great I, I As a story it would be, is, it's it's that's way too soon to come back from that injury. I mean, he really. The earliest I would say would be if it was like. It would would potentially be the Super Bowl if you got there, but really it's gonna be March or or, or so before he would even really be ready. Yeah. Fair enough. Anything else
0: you want to talk about on on this game? Oh I mean, uh, no, yeah, we haven't even talked about it uh, talk Keenan, and I like the tweet you said uh, that you did the uh, a couple days ago stag party with that yeah, wasn't with, Houdini who tweeted with, with Terrell Williams. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna. We're I'm gonna. St- we're, me and Stag Party are gonna start a uh, a ghost Houdini account. You should. And just do some crazy stuff. No, like, you only
2: should You tweeted
0: this out. And that was so weird. Like what?
2: No, no. Here's what you gotta do. Just like call me on the night when I'm drunk and just get me to start talking and then, and then wait for that thing to come out of my mouth and then be like Houdini said this. That sounds
0: sounds like a lot
2: of work. All you gotta do is call me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Tyrell Williams here. So it a lot of words. Saying <laughs> if we call you you're going
2: to be drunk. You know what I'm saying? Uh, bad This is what I'm saying.
0: There, Where is most
3: of Come on. Me Where is Everton? need to shut up for a minute. Tyrell Tyrell Williams has 36 targets on the season.
2: That's it. Yes. Oh my god.
3: Yo. And Yo. <laughs> twenty-six catches on those thirty-six targets. Right? He's averaging 19.1 <laughs> yards per catch. How many yards is that? Five touchdowns, nearly five hundred. That's crazy. Um That's on base for thousand yards on fifty-six. Let him talk, limit. He's good. It. I know he's like good. the uh, amount that they don't throw the guy the ball is like mind-boggling. Like, why are you still Targeting Mike Williams as much as you do He's like, Mike Williams is pretty good Like, I don't think he's bad But Tyrell Williams, whenever given Opportunities, like, he's making Contested catches, he's beating people Vertically uh, Everything you want from a field stretcher So, you know, that's the whole point His
2: ten misses I've seen those misses And some of them have been horrible drops But he's still been a half a yard or a yard Away from his defender
0: and some of those some of those long stretch plays that you're referring to are intermediate routes, but he still is able to like kind of maneuver and outrun. He, like you can get him the ball. I'm not gonna say he's great at, after the catch, but you get him that guy in a little bit of space, he's untackleable. Well, and that's not just this year. I'm just talking about maybe over the last three four years. I love that guy, he, and that's the reason why I was so bummed and didn't understand why they would use a seventh or eighth pick. So um, overall, last year on Mike Williams because this guy's fucking good. Well, especially because Mike Williams, being that outside type
2: receiver, doesn't really like fit as far as like if you're trying to say I'm building my team for the new NFL, right? Where I got to have the the, the, the wide spread and have the guy in each of the different positions. You don't have it there. You actually got a couple guys in the same position that you that you're trying to yeah you know for sure. So it doesn't make sense. But you're right. I love Stegman. Here's, a lot, here's the Ty thing. Ty Ty
3: sick. He's got two drops, right? Because, but because it's thirty six targets, right, it's sort the of a percent- high percentage. The percentage right? <laughs> what
2: is what is the percentage? ended up being Was it like three. Five point three. But in those two drops, though, were <laughs> each true. were each. I guarantee you. I know one of them was like a seventy yard touchdown. <laughs> that it was like, oh my god, I can't believe he dropped that ball. <laughs> but and sometimes. Those passes are hard to catch. <laughs> well, they always are hard to catch. But this is the point. Will Fuller, look at him and look at the drops between him and Will Fuller. I think this is probably the, uh, a more of a similar comparison. Two guys get used to be stretch-the-field guys all the time and who's successful at it. Ty Williams has been successful at it since he's come into the league and he's always been undervalued, you know and he he's on a he, he had a guy on the team that was also known for that Travis Benjamin, yeah, and Travis Benjamin does not even come close to converting the same amount that he does
0: three, four years ago, three years ago he had a he had a moment Me, I think it was three, maybe it was four, but yeah, let's move on. let's go to um you know what I'm going to do one more ad here. No, yeah, we, we, we no, let's go to the next one. You want to go to the next one? Yeah, we, yeah we,
2: we already did. Shoot me down on the ad I'm shooting down here. we got one more game. Let's, let's you go don't want what? to keep our lights on, bro? Yeah, you know, we'll keep our <laughs> lights on because it's not going to take, take that long to talk about Oakland and Arizona. And I'll tell you what, you and I will go. both shut up and Stags will just run through this game because this is probably a pretty easy game to say. You'll start these guys and not, not these guys.
3: I mean, yeah, on the I Oakland side, you're maybe starting Doug Martin in a flex. Jared Cook is a back end tight end one I mean other than that you don't want anything to do with Derek Carr because even when they're getting blown out they're just like uh, I don't really fucking care <laughs> it's like hey let's find out the team we have
0: as we go into having 16 first rounders next year let's, let's do this instead of talking
2: about anybody else on, on Oakland let's take the next two minutes to talk about John Gruden
0: can I, can I can I ask one question? I thought I read that um, Jordy Nelson was retiring, but then I never read an article that said Jordy Nelson's retired. Is that just uh, I never heard you that. You never heard that? I didn't hear that either. You didn't hear that or no. earlier? Oh, earlier in the week. Jordan Nelson is retiring. I have him on my uh, a fantasy team. I then, I've either. never heard that he retired, so it's just BS. But here's fake,
2: my... fake shifter account. Let me ask fake you guys a question, Logan though.
0: fake shifter account. This is all we need to talk about Oakland. Because this,
2: this is the future of Oakland if you ever want to draft fake Oakland shifter. players for the next couple years, right? They signed Gruden to, what was it, seven-year, 90 million? 10-100. 10-100. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> all right. So look at what he's done, Staggs, right? You've gotten rid of Khalil Mack. You got rid of Amari Cooper after you said Amari Cooper was going to be the most targeted wide receiver on this year, and I'm just going to feature him and and do all these things. Um, You don't have anybody at running back that you can really hang your hat on. And no real young players to evaluate. And and the draft picks now that you've gotten, those first-round draft picks that you got for Khalil Mack, are going to be back end eighteen to twenty or higher draft picks. So the draft pick also that you're going to get from Romari Cooper is going to be a fourteen to seventeen or so draft pick. So you're what has what has John Gruden really done that has made the the Oakland Raiders a better organization going forward? Well. See, Besides is, clearing salary caps. Please. The
3: thing is, you can look at it like this, right? Were the Raiders going to win a championship with those two guys? And were they going to win a championship with Derek Carr at the helm? And apparently, John Gruden looked at it, went through practice every day, and said, Nah, we got to blow this motherfucker up. Even after everything he said. Yeah. I would much prefer he said, you know, when he had a chance to evaluate the team, he's like... I think we might have to, uh, you know, retool here. But, you know, maybe he needed to see some game action. But at least he's at least he's going into it like the Browns did. Acquiring a bunch of assets mm-hmm. and then trying to get better through the draft. Because that's the only way it's going to work. Because they're going to have to blow this thing completely up. Well, no, I, I agree, too. If your best players are...
2: Well, the other problem is that they paid d- d- uh, Carr... And I don't think that he's even sold on Carr. I think he would jettison him if he could too. Probably next year, but not this
3: month. No. Exactly my point. So meaning so Ethan Carr will after, be, after next year. I don't think the Carr and Gruden relationship is lasting last. the ten year of John Gruden. No, to of him. course. So so the, all the reasons why John
2: Gruden took this job are basically he's going to be within two years or three years, based on when he can contractually, where it doesn't hurt him. Get rid of all these players. So you got rid of Khalil Mack before you had to pay him money. Which, and then man, it's really hard to find the the quote. It's really hard to find a pass rusher. Dumbass, you had the best one in the goddamn game. We just saw him. We just saw him where he's not even at 100%. Take Levine Toyolo, chuck him to the ground, be off balance as he's jumping over him, and then knock over with a fist pump, double double chest pump and knock over a number one uh, first-round uh, uh, offensive tackle. And then, while he's on the ground, use that tackle's head to get leverage to then jump in and tackle the quarterback and then do three cartwheels afterward for a sack dance. John Gruden is... This is one of those classic blunders that... It, 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 why, is, why do black clouds hang around certain organizations?
0: I don't know. But what you like, know you, you saw, Oakland has it right now. You saw what Mark Davis said this week and I then we'll, we'll move on. I don't want to talk about it. I, I that's it. He I, literally said, It's my fault. He took he he, he well what's the word? He, uh, he 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 allowed Gruden to continue to continue it. he said it's my fault. We I What did he mistake. say was his fault since two thousand fourteen. We haven't drafted the right to you drafted Mac. Yeah, he, he literally said this week, "This is my fault" because he's moving it. They're moving it within the next two years to, to the Vegas. Vikings. Yeah, he's locked in with Gruden, so he's he's deflecting the issue on Gruden because I think those guys. I think this is. I think this is a a um, a Garrett. Jerry Jones type relationship where he can go into a meeting car blotch he's got control of the coach and why wouldn't you if you're cruding as much as you're doing the day to day you're making fucking 10 million dollars a year and almost guaranteed to have 100 million I'm going to be like I'm going I'm going to give you made you a great point. I'm going, to, I'm going to give you some bones, Mark. What you just said, I'm going to take care so of. You're going to be fired up. Let me interrupt you yeah, here because i you, you, This is a
2: great tangent. This is a great conversation. I want to give you the extra two minutes. I think that sounds 100 percent right because it seems like uh, Gruden it has carte blanche enabling where he's basically saying, "Look, the only way that this truly works is if we uproot the entire thing." Gruden's not coming into this like John Fox who came into the Bears and was like, I have to win now in order to keep my job with this organization going forward, even knowing that they're going to be doing a rebuild. He came in going, I know it's a rebuild, and be like, no, no, no. You don't even really understand how much of a rebuild it is. I'm literally taking the last three pieces of beautiful china that you have, and I'm (laughs) chucking them on the fucking ground, and I'm hoping for what we're going to get from them, but I'm telling you that I'm going to build this, and Davis is agreeing to it and saying, "I trust you." But what I'm saying is that he, he put his trust in the wrong guy, well, because now, as a Bear fan, there's was one thing that we know after going through Phil Emery, right guy, going guy. through Phil Emery, going through Mark Tressman as, as, as that those two connected as a head coach and GM, going through um,
0: the biggest th- one the Mar- is, is, is Mark Mike Martz. Well, how, right. many, how many great pieces? Greg and Olson and the, and the, the, the Mike Martz I mean, let's let's go to the, the Eagles who won the championship last year. But with Chip Kelly, like, oh, this isn't a Chip Kelly guy. Let me get rid of McCoy, and again, they won the championship, so it worked out. And the other thing this guy and just like go back oh, to Bill Belichick. Want. He's gone. We still do you want to hire
2: the old? Guys. Do you want to hire an old retrend or do you want to hire a new trendsetter? So the Bears found it, and they Matt Nagy with with young Ryan Pace. You have Sean McVay in L. A. doing the same thing for the Rams, right? You have Bill Belichick when he did it, started with with, with the uh, New England. He was a failed guy, young guy coming out of Cleveland. They didn't give him the
0: opportunity to really Jets. No, well, he was a, Cleveland. No, he was he was, a, he was, a one he was the head jet. coach of he
2: Cleveland. Cleveland.
0: No, no, no. He was the head coach of Cleveland. He was a jet coach for one day. <laughs> one day, one, one day. day. Right. Let's move on. Let's move right. on. These get all, all our guys. No, Stan's no, talk not, about the Cardinals. Like talking football, talk about the Cardinals,
2: and uh, Drex and I will enjoy our vape pens
3: and our, our beers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, we finally got what we thought we would get from David Johnson last week. Uh, it was very exciting. They used him as a receiver. With the number of targets under Byron Leftwich has uh, been much increased than what it was under Mike McCoy. They're splitting them out wide. They're moving them around the formation. They're running them inside and out rather than just up the gut the entire game. So David Johnson looks locked in, especially against a Raiders team. That's real bad. Um, one thing. You, coming off his best week. Exactly. Um <laughs>
2: You're a dick. <laughs> you're a dick. Um,
0: <laughs> earlier Stan was, okay. was coughing and I was like, "Stan." No, yeah, he was trying you're to make, sneeze. He to was sticks. trying to Sneed hold he
2: amazing. was trying to hold in a sneeze.
0: But anyway. Um we'll we're, we're all
2: good. We have fun. We'll shut up. Uh, so Smoke your pussy stick if you watch South, South
3: Park. <laughs> so uh Larry Fitzgerald's the been you know, good over the last couple weeks, sort of gotten it going, and you listen to Leftwich, he's like, oh, I talked to Arians. He's like, make sure to get Larry and David Johnson the ball. That was the core of their offense. That's what they're trying to do. So I think those are the guys I'm playing. Christian Kirk's been the guy who's fallen off a little bit because of it. Um, if Larry,
0: Larry should have caught. <laughs> Larry, that was Staggs. It wasn't any of us uh, smokers. <laughs> <laughs> True story, but uh, if Larry had caught the first pass of the game thrown his way, yeah. which is a great pass, and Larry will catch that 98% of the time, he has an enormous game. Yeah. That was a gorgeous pass by Rosen, and he kind of you know, it's just kind of we, we got on the thread, everyone on our thread, and even the other thread, a young Larry Fitzgerald catches that every day. But the other thing you have to have faith in now is that David Johnson. It's
2: going to get the usage that he should have got, and it's going to get it in a way that makes sense for him.
0: Yeah. And Larry Larry as well. Keep going. I agree with that. That, That's all I got for the cards. There you go. Cool. All right. Let's uh, move on to. Oh, we got good games. This is what's awesome. Last three games are sweet. These are awesome games. We got great primetime
3: games. This is is almost like playoff matchups that you're seeing here. Great primetime games this week, all together. Yeah. Because you got, you know. The Packers, Seahawks. Um. Right on Thursday night. Yeah. Then you got the... Yeah. What, what's, what's the prime...
2: Do we know what the prime uh, 1 o'clock game is uh, on each
3: station? It's no, got to be probably Pittsburgh,
2: no. probably Pittsburgh on CBS, I would imagine.
3: Yeah, let's yeah. just... So, Eagles. Eagles are coming off a tough loss against Dallas, man. And... Uh, that was a big knock to their playoff chances, but they're sitting at four and five. They need to start winning some ball games. But there's not a team in the league playing better, more balanced football than the New Orleans Saints right now. And the Eagles are having trouble defensively, especially in the pass game, and they're losing another corner, you know, for the season in Ronald Darby. So they're gonna be vulnerable through the air, but you know, on offense, that means they're going to need to step up even more. Carson Wentz through for 360 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception last week. He's got uh, five games in a row with two touchdowns and a hundred plus rating. He's playing really well. Um, he, you know, I, I look for him to continue that against the Saints defense. That's also you know fairly exploitable through the air. Zach Ertz, you know, even with the addition of Golden Tate, we thought maybe his numbers fall off a little bit. But they just exploded 14 catches, 145 yards, and two touchdowns. Ertz should be locked into your lineup. Alshon, Jeffrey should be locked into into your lineup.
2: 16 targets.
0: Ertz Ertz might be the best player in fantasy football this year that's not a running back or a quarterback. Well, and
2: he's probably the guy that benefited the most from having all these extra weapons, as you said. It's just, it's, it's ridiculous because he's a matchup nightmare, and now you're putting other matchups out there that are just nightmares. And the other thing is that Philadelphia, back against the wall, right? So if you really want to, Wentz is going to have to do it through the air. They don't have that, that hammer that they can give it to. Josh Adams has been a nice addition. This is a guy that if you're out there also on the, on the waiver wire and you're looking to pick somebody up, I like Josh Adams because nobody else there has distinguished themselves at all. And this team is desperate, but I think they're going to abandon the run outright.
3: I understand, but they may need to. But Josh Adams is the guy they're expecting to. For sure. And know, if
2: you get into the into the into a goal line situation, Josh Adams is a guy that you're going to be able to count on. Yep. I and
3: don't know. That's where it gets confusing. We haven't seen it. yet. But I, I, but, I, but he would be the guy that might get that opportunity. It's not going to be he Wendell Smallwood. It's not going I, I mean, he's been getting them. And so is Corey Clement. That's the problem. Well, they've been mixing all the backs. It's crazy. This is also Cash the point, and three. this is what we see happen, and we know
2: from week to week how NFL works. They're not getting it done, now you're 4-5, and five. now you're toward the end of the season, now you're at, a, at a, a real stretch. You know what? This guy's been running 7 for 47 like he did last week, you get the chance, and you know what? All of a sudden, you get like what the White Sox got, I don't know a White Sox fan, Bobby Jenks, who was a nothing, they picked him up as a drunk off the fucking street, and he, and he, literally, he was like cut by every other team, and he, they got him for the league. The, they paid him like one hundred and sixty thousand dollars for the fucking year, and he saved. Hey, World you serious? Are, are
0: you guys still with us? Are our listeners, still come with on. Us? Houdini's doing. Bobby I'm telling James. you Swipe that sucks.
2: this is what where Josh Adams <laughs> comes in and can be a contributor. I got you. I got you, you. So, but Alshon Jeffrey, I'm disappointed with the way that that that, that game went. I still believe because he got eight targets, it was it was everything went to Ertz. So you got to just kind of throw this one out if you're an Alshon Jeffrey owner. Um, if you're a Nelson Aguilar owner, don't buy into what you saw last week because Golden Tate is going to get more involved in this offense going forward. So that's where I just worry about the attrition on all the receivers,
0: not Zach Ertz or. It, 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 I like to, we're a target we're a target based community and we like targets. Uh, it, Jeffrey didn't have a great game, but if the targets are there, and it, it seems like maybe Aguilar and Tate are a little bit more of a, eat a robro eating to one another's little situation. Um, I still I still do like a, um, I still do like Jeffrey. You agree with that, or is it just really no? Ugly? Jeffrey's
3: locked in as a top. 15 option. Okay. I mean, one down game doesn't put anybody off uh, you know, the radar. Now you got to look for who else is going to step up? Is it going to be Aguilar again or is it going to be, you know, Golden Tate starting to ascend and become a member of the scene? Do you think Tate is is going is going to find that? I don't, I don't know. I'm
0: still waiting. And if so, when? I mean, is it just a, is it take It's it, a wait and see. A see. Take seat. It's, it's it takes a little bit to come into a new team after you've been in, on one team. No, actually, he was on two teams. He was on Seattle, uh, which probably helps him. He's, he's had to, he's, he's been in different situations. Do you want to move over to
3: uh, New Orleans Saints? Yeah, with the Saints, you know, going up against the Eagles, they're so beat up. They're a pretty good run defense, but you know, Alvin Kamara in the past game, Mark Ingram contributing in the past game as well. Uh, I think... Kamara's locked in as a top five option. Ingram's, you know, that back end, RB2, who you're looking for a touchdown from. But Kamara's been the preferred, you know, goal line and red zone runner, uh, even during Ingram's return. So, you know, uh, that high. I don't think there's a better
0: goal line runner in the league than Kamara. When that guy gets the ball, I feel like he makes the best decision of any running back there is whether to go high, whether to go low, whether to break it out, whether to go low straight up the gut. He's his vision and his ability as a runner in the on the goal line, but just in general, he is just a fucking stud. I I, I can't give that guy enough props.
2: Well, because he creates so many issues around the goal line, because if he even like flares out as a as he does everything.
0: Right, you can him bring him in as a jet Yeah, you
2: can do so many different things with him. It's
0: Once the ball's in his hand, it's like a straight handoff. It's like, okay, now there's still seven fucking options of what I can do, and he seems to pick the right one. That guy's—he's
2: always he, a strong inside runner
0: where you wouldn't expect him to be. He's so good. Um, stag party. You want to move over to? Oh, I think uh, Michael Thomas. Oh, can I make we one other pro- statement? You should probably keep that guy out of your lineup. Yeah, you should you never should start never him, him ever.
2: Uh, well, one other quick statement about Golden Tate. I wanted to, to yep. go back to that. They signed. They, they, they traded for him. He's going to be a free agent after this year, right? So, if he's going to be a free agent after this year, I would imagine that they're going to start using him more. So this is where, if I'm a Nelson Aguilar person... person and, and here's where it comes to, though. As long as their window is open for um, uh, for, for making the playoffs. Once that window closes, if, if Tate didn't work out, then just look for him to be kind of abandoned in this offense. So if you were a Tate owner, you probably were so much happier when he was in Detroit, and if you have him now... Um, and, and if you can't make a trade before this week, look how it works out. But after this, if it doesn't work out and they lose, which they very well could lose this game, you get put into that 20% chance of making the playoffs, the stack talked about earlier. That's a bad spot to be in, and especially if you're a guy that is on a free agency and contract they may not invest in you. They, they traded to try to make the run for this year because they believed they could win their division. And losing to Dallas last week was just... Pretty big. Huge. No.
0: Bigger, I know, bigger, than, bigger than pretty big. Bigger. I don't know shit, but I would say that, uh, that... Yes, Tate would love to stick around with the Eagles, even if they don't pepper run with targets uh, this year and they don't make the playoffs or whatever. But at the same time... He's not stupid enough to know I think he's about thirty years old. He's not stupid enough to know that whoever's giving him the most guaranteed money, that's where I'm going. I might be a shell of myself and be out of the league before that contract's even up, but I'm going for one last contract. And let me do you ask Do I want a winner or do I want a last last payday? Uh, I gotta I gotta live for another forty years. Great point. I mean, last one, one last question to Stags before we close out this game. Anyone
2: outside of Drew Brees, Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara, Kamara, uh, uh, Michael Thomas that you would start? B- yeah. B-
3: ben Watson? Yeah, I mean, he's another dart throw tight end. They're all the same. At least something. his one catch was a touchdown. Yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> it oh, was that right. that was, oh, was well, that the
2: week later? That's right. Oh. Well, he got
3: tackled. Got tackled on the one inch line. So.
2: No, but the week before he had one catch for a touchdown. That was That's what it was.
0: What was the What was the line I, I read he, today with yeah. his son? Yeah, I said,
3: Dad, did you catch a touchdown? He's like, no, they called it back. He's like, to me, it was still a touchdown.
0: Oh, <laughs> the <power laughs> strings! There you go. go. There you go. That's why you love your son until, yeah. right. until he grows up and you hate him. So. Wait, why do I keep on bringing up these stories about me and my family? I don't know. <laughs> why do you? You're having your own self-help, uh, you. uh, your own
2: 12-step program in this whole uh, podcast.
0: Fair, yeah, there you go. Fair oh. step my, dad, my dad always loved me. My mom always
3: hated me. <laughs> the guy I most want to start, though, out of those guys, beyond those guys, though, is Traquan Smith. Um, you know, he played a good number of snaps last week, but they were... You know, by the time they would have needed to throw, the game was already in hand. So if the Eagles could play it a little bit tighter and they need to throw a little bit more than they did last week, uh, I do think Traquan's going to become involved in the pass game. Um, you know, the rookies, you know, Keith Lockwood or Kirkwood, Kirkwood. Um, Brandon you know, Marshall? No. <laughs> All right. That's,
0: let's move on. Let's move on. We're going to move to the, uh yeah. The S- Sunday night game at me, who will be at, potentially Stag Party will be at. I think Stag Party should buy a ticket with one of his homies or his fiance and just go to the game. and uh, Come tailgate with us, tailgating. man. We're And if anybody's listening, text uh, or post something on Facebook or Twitter or We'll whatever. tell you where we're tailgating. Yeah, we're telling we'll be, we're in the we'll, south.
2: We'll be in the south end zone lot, the south lot. we got the premium tailgating, so we'll be within the first 20 rows of the South Lot. It's a very small lot. <laughs> it used to be a lot bigger that you could tailgate, but
0: we will be there. We'll be there. Bring your own booze. By, by four. By four p.m. We'll be there by four p.m. Nice, sick times. Thanks. Make it happen. Um, all right, let's go to. We'll start with Minnesota. We talked a little bit about this team, kind of um, organically through some of the other games and cousins, whatnot. But um, Stag Party, you want to start with this one?
3: I don't love Kirk Cousins in this matchup against the Bears. Uh, the Bears have 24 takeaways on the season. They get pressure. The offensive line for Minnesota has been a problem, but uh, Minnesota should be a little bit healthier. Um, you know, coming off of bye week, you're getting Dalvin Cook back. It's going to be the most complete we've seen this offense this season. So, I, I look forward to this offense still playing really well. Stefan Diggs is a bear killer. Um, and he just seems to kill it in division. So, I'm looking for Diggs to have a nice big week this week. And Adam Thielen's been as consistent as they come. Um, Latavius Murray, unfortunately, gets uh, held down a little bit because of the return of Dalvin Cook. But... I still think with the success of this offense that Kirk Cousins close to playable. I'm not completely fading away. well, Because they match up
2: well against the Bears' defense. What Stephon Diggs does, the Bears have trouble defending. Um, things that Adam Thielen does well, the Bears have trouble defending. Uh, when you add in Dalvin Cook and his ability and the fact that he'll be there, these are things that are give give challenges, right, so no one is ever sitting here going that the Vikings are a slouch of, of an offense, they're a fantastic offense, they're one of the best offenses that's going in the NFL right now, um, and the Bears defense is also one of those, and the Minnesota defense is an underrated defense that has started to pick up steam after having a very rough start when they didn't have Everson Griffin and had, had to make all these different adjustments but they've centered themselves as well. But they're not as strong as they were last year. No doubt. So when you look at this game I'm and knowing that we're going to it, I'm guaranteeing you this is a game that's going to come down to the fourth quarter, it's going to come down to, to the last one or two drives and where I, I see it laying out is I'm not sure. <laughs> You know what I mean? Where I'm I'm going to tell you what. I would say that you're you're a fair assessment on your on your Kirk cousins because I expect there to be points scored in this game. I it's going to be cold, but there's not going to be rain, there's not going to be snow, there's not going to be wind. So it's going to just be, be a cold you're day. You're trying
3: up. to predict weather in Chicago 3 days in advance. It, sometimes <laughs> but it, sometimes it's, it, it works, but here's what I'll say.
0: Before uh, before you go on, the but no, no, no. my, my, okay. my, my okay. quick point about the weather is the my fact that stuff. it's just
2: that if the if that weather part is not going to be a factor, it's just going to come down to playing football, and and in that situation, I think that turnovers are going to be the ultimate thing, and I think the Bears end up winning, but I don't think it's a blowout. I don't think it's one of these you're going to win by ten points or fourteen points like they have the last three games in their winning streak. I think it's going to be. The scary thing is, is it, is it going game? to be... Well, no, no, but you don't want it to be a Cody Parker game because you don't want to have uh, another field goal uh, off the uprights. The Bears should hopefully win. I think they're going to win 24-20, to 20, and let's hope that a field goal doesn't come into play. Go ahead.
0: I could easily see a Cousins big game and a shift-to-bed Trubisky game. Just could easily see it. Just It just seemed Trubisky's on fire on the season. I get it. But he has he has thrown up some duds, and this is a good team, and it's interdivision, and now it's at home, and I, I feel like Trubisky. And like, their
2: first game is a uh, island game for the young players, where they actually have expectations. Of, they, they had it the first game of the uh, against the
0: Packers, right? There's a lot of players in sports: basketball, baseball, football. Not going to go in hockey. That, Really have good outings and good games in against not amazing teams, not situations that are very pressure filled for them, and they light it up. This is a tough game. This is an division, division game. If the Bears lose, even with the the, the tie that that um, the Vikings have pretty much locked in the division. There's a lot of stress, I think, and a pressure on the offense, but maybe just, not even Nagy or anybody else, Trubisky. And Trubisky's now, I think, the only thing I'll say, the only only thing other than I say is, like, second-year guy, like, kind of has his ups and downs, but right now, Everyone smoking his Paul like Trubisky, offensive NFC, player, player, of NFC the player of the, league, player yes, of the week. He's league. been lighting it yeah. up. I mean, let's be honest. What has he doing? You, I want to set you up. To what keep he's been doing going. over the last five I weeks, amazing. Up. I want
2: to set you up to keep going. Let me, me say I this. can see in this moment. Let me Let set, me up.
0: set. Yeah. Let, let, go let go me ahead. set ahead. you up to keep
2: going. Yeah. No, I'm done. I'm done. No, no. I want. I want you to keep going.
0: I got nothing
2: more. No, you do. You do. Because here's here's what I'm saying. That now they've also made the Bears versus Rams in two weeks from now. Uh, yeah, they, they a, another Sunday night game. So the Bears have now been flexed twice, while they haven't proven it yet on that stage. So, in your opinion, this is where I want to ask you from your fantasy knowledge, from all of your football knowledge, and also as a Bear fan, though, where does that put extra pressure, or does it put does it put extra pressure on Trubisky?
0: I would say it has nothing to do with football. It's just sports in general. It has nothing to do with... I think in sports in general, when a player is reading his... is on his own jock because he's reading press. And, and that's what Trubisky's doing now. And I don't think... I think that's what maybe Gossman's great about not doing. Everyone was talking about his coach, McVay. Everyone's talking about Gurley. And he's like, all right, this is great. I'm flying under the radar. But the Bears, that's not the case. It's Trubisky. Each week to week, the Bears' offense goes by Trubisky. It's not Tariq lighting it up. It's not Howard lighting up. It's fucking Trubisky. The Bears can crush it like two weeks ago and have two pick sixes or a fumble and pick six and a, and that pick six, and it's fine. But at the end of the day, I think, and I, I think Trubisky can be great, but it also, at this point now... You can buy into your own press, and it happens across all sports, and then all of a sudden your hot streak becomes your biggest detriment, and then you go into your slump. And I, I hope that doesn't happen with Trubisky, but Stag Party, would it shock you if Trubisky shit the bed to close out the season? I mean, or or this this game in particular. This game or this season.
3: No, this is a tough test for them. Uh the Vikings have really been ascending, but you know so has the Bears' offense. There's over the last five weeks, there hasn't been a there's one quarterback with more fantasy points than yep. Mitch Trubisky, and that's Patrick Mahomes. Crazy. Um, you know, looking at how they match up, you know, uh, is Allen Robinson going to play more in the slot? Try to avoid Xavier Rhodes. That's something that I can see happen, or is it going to be more Anthony Miller who? You know, playing the slot more regularly avoids them, uh, and sees the pristine matchup. Or, you know, do they use Trey Burton or is it Tariq Cohen? Like the Bears have a lot of offensive pieces, uh, and the only one that really hasn't been, you know, high powered recently is Jordan Howard. So Jordan Howard's Dan becoming, Taylor Gabriel. Yeah, but he was.
2: He, he's not nearly as highly regarded as. as yeah, so go I on. mean,
3: Gabriel's.
2: Was He's the deep threat. Like, Well, he also thrived when Allen Robinson yes. was hurt. So yeah. keep that in mind, too. But
3: you know, to got, bring that up. You've got Trey Waynes. Keep him honest. You've got Trey you Waynes go. out there to cover Taylor Gabriel. Uh, then you've got Xavier Rhodes and Allen Robinson, and that's not a matchup that I like for Allen Robinson. So the best matchup is really Anthony Miller, but I'm probably going to roll with the hot streak of Allen Robinson continuing Because I think they're going to move him around enough And try to get the ball in his hands Because he looked really good after the catch Uh, Which is something we haven't seen much From Al Robinson Over the last you know, half season. They finally with healthy.
0: From yeah. your lips to God, ears, I mean, honest, obviously a lot of our listeners aren't Chicago guys, but you have your favorite local team. To see this defense and what happened and to see what the offense has been able to do, let's be honest, even when we were in the Super Bowl back in 06, this shit has... Much more potential, well, no. and we're really excited about. Do you it.
2: understand that the Bears are averaging? They're in the top five of averaging in points per game score. Yeah. This is and this is real not, on both sides of the ball. And it's not like it was in 2006 uh, when we went to the Super Bowl, which was the 2005 season. In 2006, yeah. when we went there.
0: Uh, uh, Rex Grossman, fuck it. Where it was all defense,
2: it. where it was the miracle game in, in uh, against Arizona where we scored, Devin Hester scored like 13 touchdowns that year. Yeah. It was all special teams. It was all smoke and mirrors. This, this team is, that. Is, is doing... Trubisky has thrown six touchdowns in the game. He's had four touchdowns with a Russian touchdown in the game. Uh, they, the 300 games are coming at regularity. It is... We... The Chicago Bears are finally in the modern era with the right coach and the right GM. And, the coach and I will tell you this: and it was like, uh, and you got to give Ryan Pace credit and give the Bears credit for sticking with Ryan Pace, because Ryan Pace had a fucking deal with John Fox who he did not want, and he got Nagy, right and you can see how much that's that's made a difference. God and mercy. you know what that deserves? A valentine. Oh in! Get her I don't swim. I only don't
1: Yeah. I don't swim.
2: i for the giant. I only don't
0: <laughs> Wanna
2: hear it again? No.
0: Okay, go. Um, let's finish it. Yeah, let's finish it. I hear Daisy scratch it at the door, but we'll let her <laughs> go to bed. <laughs> it's only a podcast. <laughs> uh, let's let's the heck party start. We know the story. This game was supposed to be. Um, at good old the Me- some Mexican stadium, I don't know the name of it. Azteca. And now it's back in Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum. Because Azteca done. Stadium
2: looks like it did when it was actually Azteca.
0: Well, looks like <laughs> it came out of my ass,
2: Azteca. Well, this is fun. Hey, sticks and stones may uh, uh, break my bones and be on the field, but that's why we'll
3: never play there. And so we're back in L.A. Uh... Kansas City Chiefs. I think this is easy because I think you're starting everybody on both sides. It's got a high over under 63 and a half. Um, okay, so let's talk
2: about this. I agree with you. Everyone that is a major player, you are playing in this matchup. Yes. Who do who is the the player that you most want to play on the Chiefs in fantasy that you like if I have to like play all in on this guy and same thing?
3: On the Rams. And let's, have, let's do it this way. I'm going to exclude quarterbacks. Okay. So I want to play Tyreek Hill of the Chiefs. Marcus Peters has been getting toasted on oh. double moves, deep routes. So that's... And former team too, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, Marcus Peters, yes. Uh, so that's a great matchup there. Especially with potential for Sammy Watkins... You know, being in or out of the lineup, that's one of the situations you've got to monitor after also he missed Also former team. Um, yeah, I do think if Sammy Watkins is playing, I'm playing him. Um, that's the only sort of fringe player uh, I'd be playing from that offense. But Travis Kelsey matches up real well with these guys as well because, you know, the, the linebacker play is maybe the greatest weakness of, of the Rams. Um, And when you can get them with play action, those guys move. Um, So that's the greatest weakness. So I can see Travis Kelsey uh, being the actual biggest fantasy contributor. But I'd be most
2: excited to play Tyreek Hill. So most excited to play Tyreek Hill. Who's Okay, and who is your most excited on the Rams? And then also, let's go least excited as well.
3: I mean, I think. So, m- okay, con- so it's of- Okay, I'm sorry. I I, I heard I, D- D- I don't need you to explain yeah, it D- to D- me. Uh, all right, I'll show you. I was trying to
2: do D-Rex while he was in the bathroom and I got overexcited.
3: <laughs> You're.
1: Whoa. <laughs>
2: no, 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 not that way. Hey. No, oh, no, 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 no. no, no. I, I got it. it.
0: But maybe the listener of the home might have misinterpreted that. I got into the driver's
2: seat and I hit the gas pedal and I, and I, I went around the curve without turning or
3: braking. <laughs> So the player I'm most excited to play on the Rams is the guy who's scoring all the touchdowns for the Rams, and it's Todd Gurley who's coming off his worst game of the season, but the Chiefs are getting absolutely demolished by opposing running backs. Uh, They're going to be in opportunities to score the ball a lot as the Chiefs give up a ton of yardage as well, so I, I look for Gurley to have the best game of all the Rams. If I'm you know, have to pick the guy who I'm least excited to play. It's probably the guy who steps in for Cooper Cup, because I don't want to play Reynolds. Reynolds, Josh Reynolds. Um, you know, maybe I can see it a little bit, but he's not somebody I'm excited. He's more of one of these wide receiver dart throws that you're hoping sees more volume, but the volume hasn't been there for him. And they've actually sprinkled in the tight ends more over the last couple yeah. weeks, yeah. which is providing another interesting wrinkle. You know what? Is, which is smart. First thing i got to say is, Val Did
2: I
0: make it clear that your
2: job is at stake? My job is at stake, and that was loud.
0: <laughs> right <on> the <laughs> they've all been pretty loud. I, I don't know how this... Should, people are going to be listening. Our boy, Coke Drivers, gonna be listening, and all of a sudden, he's got his headphones in, and it's like...
2: <laughs> yeah we'll princess
0: uh, brides. It evens it out.
2: Um So, but, but okay. So my must start. Or your must. Do you have a must start for
0: each team? No, I don't. know. Really, yeah, yeah, must favorite, start. No, no. Your favorite must start would be. Uh, oh, no, we
2: said excluding quarterbacks. Who's your favorite start for each team, and your least favorite start for each team? If you're gonna think about it,
0: I'll tell you. Who no, I, I got it. I got it. I, I like I like the Kelsey. Kelsey, maybe. it yeah, Hunt. Hunt's been lighting up, so I'm going to go Hunt, and I'm going to go, I um, mean, Gurley's obvious, but I'm not allowed to do, so, and a uh, Tyler Higby.
2: <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm, I'm all in on Kelsey this week. This is one of those ones where, uh, I, I, as a highlight game, I think that he finally like gets, he, he's been disappointing for fantasy owners that have had him over the last three weeks. Not not disappointed, disappointed, but just not giving you those big games. And this is the matchup on a highlight game. You look at what, what Kelsey normally does when he's on these Monday night or, or island games, he's a stud. So he's a guy that I'm all in on. The guy that I that I'm I'm fading on, I'm fading on Kareem Hunt in this game. I think this is one of those games that's gonna become that complete shootout and I just I just have a feeling that he might be kind of just kind of moved out of that game plan in this game. On the Rams side, damn right I'm all in on Todd Gurley because Gurley on these type of situations in this stage is phenomenal. The guy that I'll fade on in this one, I'll fade on Brandon Cooks without having Cooper Cup there to help kind of keep extra tension away, they are going to pay, pay extra attention to Brandon Cooks. And it's going to become Robert Woods who's going to get the one-on-one coverages. He's going to be the one that's going to get the advantages in this game. And so that's the way that I'm going.
3: I slightly disagree. Okay, the, go ahead. The, the Cooks versus Woods, Because Robert Woods plays more in the slot than Cooks does. The strength of the Kansas City defense is Kendall Fuller in the slot. So... You know, they give up big plays on the outside with Orlando Scandrick, I prefer Cooks to uh, Woods. But Woods has such a safe floor, and he's catching... You know, five or six passes for seventy yards. You know, nearly every single week.
0: Let's remember, there's there's a there's a personal, and I do this all the time, incentive. He just traded Brandon Cooks <laughs> for for about three players in his dynasty league. Damn right, so, damn right. Again, there's no fucking way he's gonna comment <laughs> like, I think Cooks is gonna light it up. <laughs> hey, 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 I, 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 I got something allow. for you. I got something for you. No! No! Boo,
1: Knock! Boo!
0: Boo! <laughs> yes. So that that's it. Hey, not nothing. We all do it, but yeah, that's that's what's happening right there with Cook. Um, anything else to say, or do you think this has been a wrap? Great show. It kept it under three hours. Um, love being with you, fuckers. And um, yeah, it's fun in person. Yeah, it's a, it's fun in person. It's fun. It's fun across. Well, the it's AM. always
2: fun, but it's it's you know. It's, it's
0: definitely fun. better uh, in person. And with Stags the way he's got it right now, it looks like he's got a mustache, Movember. Does it? Yeah, it does. is <laughs> gone. He's got a beard, but he's got his head underneath, uh, like in his in his and little. In this neon buddy. green, this neon green. I it up. That was all awesome. right. Hey. Oh, by the way, the
2: music. yeah. So we yeah, were listening to uh, Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings, love and so we opened up with Genuine Part One, and you know what? It just we're just gonna roll into it. Genuine Part Two is how it'll close out, and it's just a continuation.
0: Love it. We'll, we'll rock that. Stag party. Always a pleasure. Uh, we're nearing, um, and, and obviously Deanie as well, we're nearing the holidays, and we're nearing the, getting closer to the playoffs, but let's just remember important things. Fantasy football, make it fun, keep it happy. Family, you got the, you got the holidays coming up. I know it's a sad time for some people because of situations that we don't know about. We're all... We've all had these kind of things. Embrace it. Like, just... Just... Try and put yourself in a situation where you're having a fucking awesome holidays. Hanging out with friends. Trying to make family. If you ever can, like, uh, drop a, if, if there's something going on with a old friend or a family member, drop it. Life's too short. Like, be the guy that reaches out over these times. And but if you if don't they, have they, a yeah. strong
2: family uh, connection yeah. or whatever situation... Reach out to your friends, man. Those friends are your
0: family, man. My friends, my best friends that I've had since high school are my family. One hundred percent for me too. My mom lives in Florida. Uh, you know, my sister is my family. But we got a small family stag party. I know uh, you're in the Sims situation. It's just make sure you uh, enjoy, embrace. Don't hold grudges. Talk to people. Uh, talk to your family. Embrace it. It's just like. The world's... You see shit that's going on in, 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 around the world right now. It's just like, be the better person and uh, embrace love. Make love, not war. We love you. Houdini, awesome to be partying with you. Stag Party, awesome to be partying with you. You kind of look like uh, the, the actor from Narcos right now. Something. at that who's now actually... He, he's going to be the uh, guy, the mandolin, the Star Wars movie. All right. Oh, well, um, I saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay, guy, I don't know who you're talking that's about. Okay. i I'm talking about. No, yeah, yeah. Stag party looks like him. Um, you are looking, I, you're looking he, kind of badass right now. You're It also looks
2: like it could also be Mexican right now. He does that. That guy's Mexican. <laughs> there it is.
0: Um, all right, Stag We're just kind of messing with Stag party. He's, right. he's ready to rock. He's we're ready, ready right,
2: to let, rock. Let, I got. I, I, I got to
0: edit this shit. And us part two. And he has, has to
2: stay for the part it, two, but it's only three minutes and four seconds. So good for you.
0: <laughs> I don't My parking. Good night, kids. <laughs>
2: hey, Let's restart that. Let's restart that at a lower level. <laughs>
0: I'm not
2: in it. I know. I'm just going to restart that at a lower level. Stags is going to walk out the door. We're going to let Stags walk out the door. Stags out. Later out, Stags. Later.
0: Stags out. Stags out. out. Good night. Good night. Stags, don't kill my plant. You know this right thing. Out. This thing was... You know what that is? Do you know? I told you story. It's right? a
2: living creature, right?
0: That was given. That's my birthday plant.
2: That is forty-five years old. Well, it needs to get you no need, joke. Give it more water because your bottom uh, leaves are getting brown.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right.
2: Idea. Forty-five years. Let's hit it. All right, genuine part two. She got a new level. Genuine part record. two. Take two.